Is today Friday the 14th? Yeah. Mm. Yes. Shaking her boots. Good morning, people. It's Friday. Big, big Friday, the 13th of October. Welcome to TDA, the day after your favorite news platform. And as always, the home of popular culture as defined by the culture. And you guys know the vibes. You're hosted by one of the best people in the industry. I am one of the, one of your lovely hosts. Also name now. Listen. Right. Speak on it. Okay. Okay. I've been interviewing people, you know, big, big people and whatnot. <laughs> your favorite shape queen, my own royalty. It's your girl, Just G, representing the fitness queens in the... Wow. Ow. What was that? <laughs> and they call me E-Man, the pro-black activist, TDA producer and news analyst. And of course, the melanin is jam-packed. Always. How's everybody doing today? But thank God. Oh, so apologies um, for the lateness. Sorry, guys. There was an accident around... On our route, it was a whole, was a whole situation. Whole thing, whole thing. Mm-hmm. Could have left the car and walked here. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> but you never know. Yeah, so apologies about that. But it's going to be a great show. As always. Um, As forget always. about us. Look at you. That's it. Mrs. <laughs> I don't even deserve to be here. I shouldn't even be. I shouldn't, I'm even honored to be in your presence. Oh, girl, stop. Thank you. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, how was I had it? a ball. I had Good. a great time. Congratulations, so, Esther. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Big, big, big congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, so, yesterday, I know the streets always mean I wasn't here because of Jackie Aina. I was here because you did not hit 200 likes. This is it. So I just want you to like this. Okay. I might as well go interview Jackie Aina then. Uh, but no, okay. I interviewed Jackie Aina yesterday. It was really, really good. Um, I had a great time. Our time was cut, cut short because there was a lot of um, stuff behind the scenes. Oh, behind the scenes. Yeah, it was a whole, it was a whole lot, of, lot of things. But um, it was a good interview. She had, she had a great time. I got a lot of compliments from people as well, saying that it was a great conversation. We bounced off each other because I met her, like to take pictures beforehand. So not really a conversation, it was just like, but she's got really, really great energy. Mm. And so when we got on stage, it was literally like, Organic. it was the vibe I, I wanted. Yeah. Um, so it was really, really good. She had a great time. It was fun, man. Like it was really, really, it's sick. Cause obviously I've been watching Jackie Aina for years. Mm-hmm. She's like a much younger. So like being able to interview her, it's like a whole full circle moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that for you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Man. So I'm really, really like on, um, on cloud. What's the highest cloud? Nine. Nine, yeah. that's it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on cloud nine. I literally wake up randomly like two, two o'clock in the morning. And I was so I was too excited to go back to sleep. Oh, <laughs> I was, yeah, but then I went back to sleep at four o'clock. My alarm goes at five o'clock for me to Ooh. read my Bible. Did I read my Bible this morning? <laughs> I hear it. I had to pay extra attention to my sermon on my way here. Make up for lost <laughs> times. But it was really good. Also, yeah. Oh, I met a TDA listener as well. Bigger, I'm sure her name is Zainab. Sorry, girl, if you don't know saying that. But I met her and she was like, oh, I wonder where you were this morning. She's like, oh, you did really well. Da, da, da. So big up her. And I love that when, whenever we meet people, mm. they're always like, I'm part of the TDA community. Mm. I just love it's that. A, it's an actual community. It's an mm-hmm. actual community. Yeah. So big up her. But I have to big up. I have to big up We Are Pepper. Mm. Come on. Yeah. Big up my girl. You see, so Black Tech Fest year. Thank you, Brent. They absolutely deserve that. Obviously, I hope I get hired back for next year. That'd be great. Thank you very much. But what, the, like, the whole fest in itself yeah. is actually too sick. Like, I want, I was saying next year, I'm going to go just, just as go. a visitor kind of yeah. thing. It's so sick. The organization is so sick. Big up Isaac as well. Isaac was, Isaac was like, from Beverly Top, she's like, oh, basically, Isaac has missed TDA. 
week. Because he's been there. And he told them, he's like, you, know you guys have made me miss TDA all week. They've been there since, I think, Sunday night. Yeah. And they get to the venue, I think, at six in the morning and they leave at, like, midnight. That's what yeah. they were doing, literally, from, yeah. like, yeah. All this, all wow. this week. Wow. Like, and when you see them, like, the energy, like, when you and when you see them, Energy is just still like yeah. let's do it. They're jokes. so organized and so everything. Now, honestly, no, they are. And you know what's mad as well? Obviously, we're doing beats and bands next week. Yeah, mm. in the midst of Black Tech Fest, they're there with their high vis things. We're on Zoom having meetings, like literally. And I can hear nah, people dragging stuff in the black. It's, yeah, There's, they, they, they work they hard. Work hard. I love, so, yeah, I love big my up girls. Beverly, Danai, Shade. They work hard. <laughs> Shade even had a she even had a panel of her own to do. She even had a, a mm. speaking. Yeah, yeah. Wow. In between all of that, I was like, girl, how are you? Do you know what I mean? Like, it was such an amazing, like, perfectly put together. It was so sick. It was massive. The amount of people that were there, like, mm. it was a lot of, it was hundreds. It was definitely like thousands of people. Because even the the panel, oh, no, it was at least minimum, minimum 300 people wow. when I did the interview with Jackie. Wow. I thought that's the biggest crowd I've spoken mm. to. But it was like, they are doing amazing things. The big up Isaac as well, like, their team as well. Nah, it was sick. Big up, we are Pepper. We love Go on event. Well done. Get them. Honestly, that's it. They're, They're too, very sick. Two on job. I saw their their post on Instagram. I was like, what? You guys did black? Did yeah, black yeah. last year as well. Oh, and so yes, and this is yeah. second year. Second so year. for the second year, mm. I, don't, I said to Shada, I said, for the second year, yeah, you just got, it's Obama next year. Because mm. they had Craig <laughs> David this year. They had Jackie Aina. Mm -hmm. They had um, Kelechi. They had um, Candice Braithwaite. They had um, um, Dr. Shola as well. Like, they had SD2. That is the, exactly. Amen to that. They had Richie Brave. Like, they had people. And I was like, this is the second year. Wow. Wow. If y'all don't get Obama in next year. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's proper sick, man. So big up, like, big up the girls, man. Big up yeah. Isaac as well. Isaac can catch up today. <laughs> Literally, he was like, because he was like, how the wedding happened, he went on his honeymoon, then he came back straight to work. He was like, <laughs> I just didn't remember to watch to watch TV. And honestly, he and Beverly are perfect, man. Because she actually, before he came and told me, mm. she told me, she's like, yeah, man. I was like upset because he's missing TDA. <laughs> <laughs> she said, yeah, we, we disrupted his um his his um what's it called routine. But it was a really, really, really good event. Like it was really good. I'm so happy. I'm so grateful. And I'm just. Yeah, and I'm happy to be here, man. I miss you guys. It's always like, I just feel like one of the best things about TDA that I love as the platform continues to grow and as we all continue to do great stuff is that we're always going to go and do things mm. and this is always going to be the home. Yeah. Like, we're always going to come back and be like, oh, guys, yeah, like, yeah, literally. this is where we're at. So, I'm happy to be back here. Oh, we miss you. Yeah, man. We're happy oh. to have you back, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. Don't leave us again, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I would. Unless Jackie had the calls again. So, I think I Because that's what literally the listener said. She's mm. like, oh, like, I thought you were going to be... She's like, I wonder where you were. And then someone else was like to me, oh... Someone, yeah, someone else was like, oh, you didn't record the show because you're here today. I said, yeah, I can't. I couldn't do both, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry. Because that's um, me. You know? But yeah, man, it was really, really good. I'm really, really grateful. I'm on cloud nine. Or ten. With thank God. Yeah. How are you guys doing, though? Yeah, all right, man. I went to a <laughs> dope uh, event yesterday. Oh, um, nice. It was um, one of the black-listed... I think it was Blacklisted Club, Book Club, Ginnigist. Oh, Jeez. sick. Oh, you went there? Yeah. Kelechi yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. was there? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. she was. What time was that? Oh, no, uh, that would have been after the event. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, seven. Oh, that's it. How was it? It was amazing. That's good. Sick. Yeah, it was amazing. Sick. Like, like she, Ginnigist really, really, like, pulled out the stops. Oh, big up Ginnigist, mm. man. Give us some horns, please. Horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big up Community of excellence. Look at that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's sick, man. That's really, really cool. I've always wanted to join a book club, you know. 
I feel like it's so cool. When I'm watching the movies and TV shows, it just looks so, mm. so cool. And I, but I feel like sometimes people be saying, because I, I always think of um, girlfriends. Mm. Do you remember <laughs> when Joan, Joan, the senior partner, the lady, the litigious lady? I don't remember, you know. She was a senior partner and then Joan was trying to impress her and then she had a book club and told Joan to plan it. Yeah. And then when they got there, Joan was like, oh, I think this. And they were like, no, that's not what the book is. And they were like, we know the author, we'll just call her. So it always gives me that kind of like everyone trying elitist. to... Yeah, elitist. That's the word, elitist. But big up Jenna Just, man. That's really, really cool. I love that. All right. Well, it's still Black History Month. Oh, hold on. Sorry. I've got a big up Amma as well from Black Maid. Mm. I met her again um, yesterday. We had lunch together. I had conversations. She's such really, really good vibes. Really, really good vibes. And I'm going to get on the show. She's open to coming on the show. She's, she's like, of course. And let me know. Da, 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 da. So we're working on a date and we will Don't. have... Miss Plant made here. Amazing. Yeah, big up there. Yeah. yeah. Black History Month. Who are we talking about today? Uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> no, you can talk about me. I'm just me. You are Black History, baby. <laughs> you can talk about me. <laughs> right now. Well, today we're going to be talking about a mighty con- country in Africa by the name of the Democratic Republic of Congo. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to say um, what? Somalia. Because you know the people are waiting for you. They're waiting on you at the door. <laughs> That's going to be on the 31st. <laughs> 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 no, big, big up everyone in the whole night of Africa. Absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, today, we're going to be talking about Congo. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know, yeah, it's the second largest country in Africa? I did not know that. Yep. They have a really, really big community. Huge, yeah. Really yeah. Yeah, yeah. They love Congolese and they mix a lot as well. Like people are like half Congolese, half something else. Mm. Yeah, they're a lot more open minded, should I they say? They are. Because <laughs> <laughs> us, us West Africans. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> the further Nigeria will go is, is Ghana. <laughs> if that, even. That's about it. <laughs> but you know what? It might be because of how many countries it borders, right? So basically, it borders nine countries. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so it's right they're there like in the center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Angola, Burundi. The Central okay. African Republic, um, the Republic of Congo, Rwanda, South Sudan, Tanzania, Uganda, and Zambia. Oh, it's huge, oh, wow. then. Yeah, all those countries are part of it. Yeah. Um, also, like many African countries, it's very diverse, right? So they've got 200 ethnic groups. And that's with nearly 250 different languages spoken and dialects spoken throughout the country. That's sick. Mm-hmm. Kinshasa is the capital. And it's the second largest French-speaking city in the world. Mm. Yeah. Um, obviously the first is Paris, right? Um, this is obviously <laughs> due to Kinshasa's um large population, which is estimated to be about f- 10 million people there, right? Mm. Um it's also the most populous francophone country in the world as well, which is very which kind of makes sense, isn't it? With a population of 112 million people. Um, did you guys know, yeah? Have you guys heard of the Rumble in the Jungle? No. Alright, so this is probably one of the most biggest Boxing fights ever, right? And this was between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. Bit of context. Everyone thought Muhammad Ali was going to die. <laughs> what? Because of the fight or at the fight? No, because of the, because of the fight. Because of how, like, George Foreman was. He was just a scary... Really? Yeah. He was, he was like a beast. This is the guy that owns the George Foreman grill, isn't it? Yes. That's so yeah. crazy. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. No, it is, literally. Yeah. I did not know. Look up him. I knew about the grill. And then when I found out that he was a boxer, mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'll be damned. Yeah, man. Talk about diverse business ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that. He, he won, like, he became, like, champion of the world, heavyweight champion of the world, like, in the 70s or whatever. Then he came back 
like, I think he was like 40 something. He might have even been 50. And he won it again, George Foreman. Yeah, he's a serious guy, he's man. A strong man. Serious, serious guy. So, yeah, man, in that, in that fight, um, well, prior to the fight, everyone literally believed Muhammad Ali could die. Because they just thought, there's no way you're beating this guy, innit? There's just no it's way. So quick. You know what I'm saying? But then Muhammad Ali, being a brilliant black man that he is, he did the impossible, man. And he's, I think he knocked him out in the eighth round. He knocked out George Foreman in the eighth round. Really? Yeah, yeah, he won. Do you think it was fixed? No, no, no. It was an amazing performance, man. Amazing performance. It was just pure skill. But can we see what George Foreman looks like? Um, no. Yeah, back in the day. I'll, <laughs> I'll see that now. I'll see if I want to see what it looks like now. That's so random with the grill. Mm-hmm. It's well, He's got... Yeah, like... Okay. A George Foreman grill. Oh, really? Was anybody who doesn't own one or hasn't mm. had one in their mm. lifetime. Yeah. Crazy, man. Okay. Like, he's one of... The, I don't want to say one of the few boxers, but he's definitely one of those boxers who fought ahead and thought, you know what? There's, there needs to be life after boxing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, is that him now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uncle that, was, that they just showed. Where? There. The bald head? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's him now. Aww. Yeah. Sweet. He didn't look much different to that, yeah, when he came back to win again. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's lit, though. Yeah. Um, also, the oldest national park in Africa is the Congo's Virunga National Park. And it's home to, to rare mountain gorillas, lions and elephants. The park is currently under threat, though, by a bloody UK oil company mm-hmm. by the name of Soko, which has begun oil exploration there. You know how these people are. Um, also... And I think a lot of people know this though, but kinda it kind of sits in the in the back of people's minds. And this is that the DRC is amongst the most resource-rich countries in the planet. Right? On the planet, sorry. Okay. It has an abundance of gold, tantalum, tungsten, tin, all these minerals that you pretty much use, like in cell phones, laptops, all of that, right? Yeah, obviously, unfortunately, it does have some extremely um poor conditions for a lot of the population with ten with less than ten percent rather currently connected to electricity. Um also Brent, if you don't mind, put this um animal up here. Okapi. O K A P I. And so this Congo I if Adam is, came up with that name. Hmm? I if Adam came up with that name. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like it's like a zebra gorilla. I was about to say it looks like a half Yeah. It's half mm-hmm. deer. Some. It's really pretty. Mm-hmm. And basically, this is known That's as... really ugly. Okay. <laughs> you know I can't really see far. Look at that. Oh, that's ugly. So from where I was seeing, it looked like Bambi. My eyesight. Oh. Yeah. Zoomed in. <laughs> like a cockroach. <laughs> 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 yeah, that it's, ain't it. It's the Congolese giraffe, um, or known as the forest giraffe. You got a long neck. Yeah. And it's only found in Congo. Oh, really? Yeah, only. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, also, the DRC... Was used to be named Zaire, so between nineteen sixty five and nineteen ninety seven. Do you know why I knew that? Mm-hmm. So my where I grew up, my state was predominant predominantly Congolese people. No but way. Back in the day, they were my mum used to. So why did they think you were Ghana? What I thought you meant your state in Ghana. No, here. Okay, like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, literally ninety percent mm-hmm. of everyone that was black in there wow. was from Congo. It's so funny you say that because that's exactly my story. Well. Nah, I'm telling you, <laughs> on the bottom floor of my state, right. There's a guy called Silver. Big up Silver, right? Silver. <laughs> I was like, where, where are you from? Zaya. Because <laughs> obviously this is the night, isn't it? Before it got changed back to, to Congo. I yeah. Zaya is a cooler name. Yeah. So, well, basically, the, the prisoner at the time, Mobutu, right? 
he wanted to change the name from Congo to Zaire because he felt it was more in touch with uh, the his authentic roots. Af- yeah. African roots. Yeah, but it got, got changed back, I guess. But yeah, man. Um, Congolese music, for those who don't know, pretty sure you guys know, is one of the most influential music forms on the African continent. Mm-hmm. See everyone. 100%. Man, woman, and child whining their ways. I was going to the weights. The <laughs> weights. Another fun fact about me, growing up, it's so weird. Not weird, but my dad... No, it's weird because it's him. Sorry. He, <laughs> no, it is. It's too weird. But my dad listens to Congolese. That, that's all he ever listened to. Really? So growing up, yeah, that's all I ever listened to in his car. And like, uh. he's a perv. Sorry, because... Uh, <laughs> you know? No, he's not a perv. I'm saying this because he had all the videos. Like, he would sit there and watch like the vi- the music videos. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I remember their songs are like 10 minutes long, right? Oh, he's but it's just yeah. women... Winding their waist. Winding their waist. And thinking. And I just yeah. used to sit there and try and practice... Oh, bless your heart. Yeah, I literally... I've been a dancing person for You've been, young, you've right? been licking around the room dancing, girl. Yeah, it's but young. I was so obsessed with Congolese, like, dancing. I thought... I just used to think, wow. They're, the way they move here, because yeah. usually, I don't really like... Okay, here's my truth. Don't fight me, right? <laughs> I don't really like dancing men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I There's a man here that I thought was really, really, like, good-looking and whatnot, yeah. Brent knew about this. Brent just thought it was crazy that I ever thought that anyway. But then I caught him, like... <laughs> Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know the funniest thing basically you know on Instagram when someone tags you and you repost it yeah it was a story repost <laughs> it was a split second of doing something I caught him nah man <laughs> I promise you maximum the camera was only for like it wasn't even long it wasn't even two seconds long mm. but I caught him dancing I've got the ick I ain't even looked at him <laughs> you know what let me be honest <laughs> What's a dancing man? Yeah, because okay, oh. I can't. I don't want a Zonto warrior. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm. Because hold on, as much, who is it? Budge. Budge thinks I'm a Zonto warrior. And was like, no, you must be a wild back in the day. I have never been a Zonto. I, I never really mastered it. To be fair, I'm not gonna lie. So <laughs> I wasn't a. I wasn't a warrior. I never sweat. I wasn't. Yeah, and I don't want an Zonto warrior. Mm. But the joke is. I'm not a known person who'll be like, gag it. Like, I will guess you. Don't have a man dancing near me because I will gas the hell out of me. Do you know, I'd be fuming if that was my man you were gassing. I'm not the hell is that? I will go and even start tucking, like, (laughs) you see when, because you know what it is for me? You know when people enjoy themselves, yeah? It brings mm. me joy. <laughs> Sounds a bit too far. I'm going to talk about the guy at Beverly's wedding. I'm sorry. Because no, there was, was one level. tall guy that at guy Beverly's was wedding. Different. He was really annoying me. Because every minute he kept doing this. Because he wanted us to make a circle. So he can come in the middle. And do, and that was too much. <laughs> and there's a video. There's one video. I promise I don't care how long I've been single for. I'm leaving you here. <laughs> and so there's one video. I was following him. The camera was... And everyone was like, Julie, you're taking a piss. No, because I just thought... Why do you want to be the center of attention so badly? You're not even the bride or Is it your day? Nah, man. Oh. I, but like... And it's so... There's a lot of things I don't like that... I don't know. God help me in it. I, I can't even say. I can't even share the other thing because Georgette was like to me, "You're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> You're ridiculous." <laughs> okay, basically, I went to a party one time. Yeah, the guy. He was a dancing guy. He had moved to me earlier before I realized he was a dancing guy. He was dancing crazy. I was like, All right, "Cool, not cool, but mm, I'm not gonna play your text." Then I saw him <laughs> packing food to go. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Oh my god!" Did I give you the? Hit? 
has said you're oh dancing man goodness. and you're starving. <laughs> no, uh, no. And Jujo was like, yeah, but he has to eat. I was like, yeah, but he was in his enthusiasm, excitement to prep the food. No. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, pick up dancers out there. <laughs> no. It's not it. I, I, do you know what? It's hard, yeah, because the thing is, I want someone who knows how to dance, though. Yeah, you can make, I've, yeah, got, yeah, I've got yeah, rhythm. Yeah. There mm. is no chance in hell you don't know how to dance and you're my partner. Me. <laughs> yeah, Our yeah, poor yeah. children, they need all the rhythm they can get. I feel like a nice rhythm, like a nice little, like, you know, like... Buff like buff vibe, man. Yeah. And, but why you know, are you sweating in your suit? No, but then I have high sweat, girl. Oh. So yeah, what if they have two? I'm sorry, then you... Know yourself. <laughs> know yourself. I'm and, not going to lie. I, the thing is, no, I know capacity. what I mean. I don't want a dancing man, and I don't want a man who does <laughs> synchronization. Yeah, mm. but the crazy thing is, I might do synchronization. I feel like I'm so. I feel like I, yeah, you would. I'm, I'm yeah, being. Yeah, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to be a hypocrite, it but I also you. understand to tone it down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. It depends who I'm around, innit? Mm. But just don't put me next to Danai. It's game over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't Use put that me lover. next to Danai. Use that lover routine because we're literally you can't be on we literally look at each other <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Go time. So I would give you the egg. I'm uh, oh. dear future bed. Yeah, Just then you man. know your wife likes to dance to shake her ass. So <laughs> goodness me. Yeah. yeah. Big up the Congolese men. Yes. Because yeah, that's how I was going with it. They don't give me the egg. Because mm. it's so artistic. Okay. Yeah, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that that's a lie. And Where's their guys? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, anyway. Well. Laugh. <laughs> <Bye now. laughs> yeah. Well, the last thing I wanted to mention was about Che Guevara, right? Mm -hmm. The legendary um, freedom fighter. He actually traveled to the DRC, right? To help uh, Patrice Lumumba. Mm -hmm. So uh, this was earlier on, right? Um, in 1965. Um, sorry, not sorry, Patrice Lumumba was, was um, dead by then. But Patrice Lumumba battalion, right? Yeah. That particular uh, battalion to fight against the Shombe's government in the hopes of creating a socialist republic. So unfortunately... The attempt obviously appeared futile. Uh, Guerrero's aim was to export Cuban revolution uh, to Congo, right? Mm -hmm. But obviously, he stepped back from the situation and unfortunately, he basically accused his African comrades of being, uh, well, lacking discipline, competence, <laughs> and the revolutionary zeal, right? Which actually helped him get um, victory in Cuba. So yeah, man. He left. He said, I'm done with you guys. <laughs> done with your <laughs> disciplined. Mm -hmm. But when he went back to Latin America, shortly after, obviously, he was killed. Oh, horrible. Yeah. There's no correlation, but I'm just saying. <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> that happened. Mm -hmm. Also, a lot of people, obviously, I feel like everyone kind of hears a little bit of information here, then all over the place, right? About what happened during the two phases in which um, Congo was colonized. Yeah. The first is probably the most ghastly one, right? And this was under the animal of a person, King Leopold II. Mm. So he was like the king um, of Belgium, mm. right? And under him, it's estimated that between 14, even some people say 20 million, but I've, I've seen numbers between 10, 14 million Congolese people were killed. That's mad. Um, yes. That's a whole nation. Mm-hmm, basically. Um, they obviously saw the value in rubber. That was one of the main exports, I believe, mm. at the time. If anyone's in the chat and knows the history, correct me if I'm wrong, right? So basically, um, that was one of the main things, isn't it? And they were just killing people mercilessly. Just, just, just like that. They really saw the Congolese people, African people, as just... Just disposable. Just like we're not humans to them. Exactly. You know how mad yeah, that is? 100%. Destroyed families. They cut off limbs of, of, oh of children. There's pictures all over the place. 
they had zoos where the Africans were the, the, the so-called zoo, animals. The, the, the yeah, people the people. Yeah. It's not because they treat the animals better. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So all of that type of stuff happened. But right? um, it even got to the point where even white people said, "Hey, this is too, too much," far. and they had to stop him. Imagine that's how far it went. Um, but obviously, this was long after he'd done the damage. Um, but then there was a second time of colonization, second period, which, to be fair, just continued after he mm. stopped. And this was Belgium as a whole, as a country, colonizing them, as opposed to just him being, okay. you know what being I'm saying? One, yeah. yeah. And this was between 1908 and when they got independence, um, 30th of June, or 1960. Um, yeah, man. Some of their notable dishes. Mm. Untaba. 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 Untaba's nice, though. I've, okay. No? Do you know what? No. It's nice for whom taste buds. Mm. Like it. Because like I feel like there's a season or something that doesn't agree with me. It's like, like, I, don't, it's like I don't like smoked smoky. turkey. Yeah. yeah, I don't it's like sm- smoked, it's smoked meat, though, yeah. I don't like smoked stuff. Because I went to a Congolese restaurant. Mm. Yeah. It was an experience. <laughs> yeah, but that's that bag. I feel like that's their suya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for those who don't know, it's basically grilled pieces of seasoned goat meat. Yeah, um, with onions, garlic, nutmeg, lemon, some other African spices. Yeah. It is nice. And I just don't like smoked mm. foods, meat, really. And um, like as I said, like suya, it can be maybe beef or lamb as well. Yeah. Um, they got pondu, which is like cassava leaf stew. Okay. Yeah, P O N D U. They've got um, madesu, which is like a, a red bean stew. Oh, that's mm. pondu. Yeah, that's pondu. Like spinach. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then what was that one? Madasa? M- uh, madesu. Madesu. So M-A-D-E-S-U. And that's like a red bean stew. So, Brent, can we get madesu, please? Yes. M-A-D-E-S-U. M-A-D-E-S-U. I can't Wait, be it. Stop, stop, stop. Say it again. M-A-D-E-S-U. Can we type in Congo? Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like a red bean stew. Um, oh, that was slapped with mm. red yam. Mm-hmm. Yes. It might just be like the equivalent of red red. Well, oh, yeah. The bean, the bean part anyway. That's oh, it. no. Uh-huh. Is that it? Yes. Okay, big so beans. this is more stewy. Yeah. This is my eyesight again. Yeah, it does look like... Um, baked beans. It doesn't, it? yeah. Mm. Okay. Yep. Um, makayabu. Hope I'm pronouncing this guy um correct, guys. Makayabu, which is like swordfish. M a k a y a b u. Okay. That looks nice. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think I'm gonna get this wrong. So again, pardon me for butchering it. Uh, mikate, which is M i k a t e. Okay. Which is like deep fried doubles. So again. Oh, puff puff. Yeah. <laughs> I love how every country has their own. Oh, Ghanaian brothel slaps, man. I'm a, uh, I love it. I don't like buffer. Oh. Mm. I love well, it. actually, no, let me take that back. There's buffer and there's donut. They're both different, I believe. So mm. buffer is more like puff puff, no? Yeah. And donut's the small one. The smaller one. The harder one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so buffer is yeah, more puff puff. Yeah. Because mm. buffer is like puff puff, I like it. Yeah. Mm. I hate donuts. <laughs> They're dry. Do you think so? The yeah, small yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, is definitely it doesn't have that doughy, mm-hmm. soft. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I wonder if I tried solid. them. Was it Medessa? Uh, Mitasu. No. 
Mikate. Mikate. M I K A T E. I'm trying to think if I tried it when I went to the restaurant. It might have. Mm. I did, I did, I did, I did. I remember because I was like, oh, this is puff puff. It's okay. nice. I love that, man. Big up the Congolese people. 100%. Well, they have uh, a few notable people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave my favorite to last. Okay. Um, Fali Ipupa. Fali Pupa. Yes. Big up him. Kofi Olomide. Oh, big up him too. I know all these people. <laughs> Eddie Caddy. Oh, come on. Big up Eddie Caddy. He's currently on Strictly Come Dancing. There you go. I Killing wanna, it. I want to mm-hmm. go in there, you know. Killing it. Oh, you'd have a time. Yeah, for you'd, real. You'd, I, I you would have actually. Since I've seen Eddie on there, yeah. I've literally said to myself, this is what I want to do next. Yeah. I don't know how, though, because I don't know how you'd even get on such a show, but. Now you've got the, you've got the notability for it. You better speak to manager. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. That would you would yeah you would do well on that. Yeah, I think I would. You would actually do well on that. Yeah, it definitely would. Because Eddie's would. killing it. Like I feel like when black people with rhythm go on go on there, it's a different level. Yeah, it's hard though. It is. I've I've heard because the routine, the practicing, all of that doing, stuff. It's not, it's, not, it's not street dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to waltz and then you got to put your African in, into yeah. it. Eddie's. I've seen clips of his dancing. He's killing that it. That waist though. is coming out. Because he's, he's literally... Can't help it. You can't help it. <laughs> Do you know why? But I think that's why he's doing so well. Because yeah. he's adding his own mm. flavour. Yes. And it's, it's, he's making it his own. Mm-hmm. It's sick, man. I yeah. love seeing us in those spaces. Big up Eddie Caddy. Mm-hmm. If he wins. Young Bane. Yes, Young yeah. Bane. Bane mm-hmm. boy. Serge, Serge Ibaka. Basketball player. Big up him. Serge, yeah. Lukaku as well. Big up Lukaku. Uh, Wan-Bissaka. We got about one bissaka. Yep, sound like a football um, name. <laughs> legendary basketball player Motombo. Big up Motombo. Um, Arwilo Longomba. Big up him. <laughs> I, I grew up thinking he was Nigerian, you know. Arwilo Longomba. I love that. He's the, he's the goat. He really is. He what? actually is. And Yusufa. Big up Yusufa. Big up Nightfall as well in the Big, chat. Okay, yes, Nightfall. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Big up Nightfall. Legendary Nightfall, you know what I'm saying? He's one of the few TDA members of the community who's had, um, that's had, uh, what should I say, an episode named after him. Oh, <laughs> <Wait>. yes, yes. To man them. Yeah, 100%. So big up, big up Nightfall every time. Um, Dennis McQuiggan, nice. who's a gynecologist. Okay. And a Nobel Prize winner. I do wonder, though. This is a conversation for another day. Mm. What it is that inspires men to be gynecologists? Just trying to do God's Hello. work. Hello. <laughs> trying to, just trying to help. <laughs> okay, as close to the creation energy as possible. You don't get any closer than that. <laughs> and um, yeah, he's actually a current candidate um, trying to be the president of DRC as well. That's sick. Yeah, man. Um, he founded and works in a hospital called Pansy Hospital in Bukavu, okay. where he specializes in the treatment of women who have been Trigger warning, raped by armed rebels. Oh, big up him then. So yeah, man, he's doing, doing some great work. work. And of course, last but certainly not least, one of my heroes, the great Patrice Lumumba. Big up He was him. the first prime minister of DRC. He was killed at age 35. Imagine, they took him away That's from his 35. family. 35. Took him away from his family, his wife, his kids. Um, it was orchestrated by the Americans and the Belgium. Belgium, what are they called? What are people from Belgium called? Belgian. Yeah, them people. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, man. And uh, they just did some horrible things, man. Um, but I guess he, he... Yeah, that's that's another story. But anyway, um, yeah. So big, big up 
big him up, of course. Yeah, he was one of the greatest um, Pan-Africanists that's ever lived. You know what I'm yeah. saying? His legacy still um, stands to this day. So 100% big up Patrice Lumumba. Um, yeah, like I guess I'll stop it there. And like I said, date of independence, 30th of June, 1960. Mm. So big up everyone from the DRC, man. That's right, that's right. Big up them, man. These segments are so lovely, man. I learn, every, I learn new things all the time. To go on a food tour, that's what we need to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Well, let's get into our first headlines then. All right, so I'm going to get some information from number 10, man. And they've said that the UK will send surveillance aircrafts and two Royal Navy ships to the Eastern Mediterranean in plans to, in What's their words, on? support Israel. I'm sorry. I knew. They're going to find a way to insert themselves in there. To get involved. I knew it. Mm-hmm. I just knew it. It doesn't stop there. We're going to get into more Main stuff. Main character syndrome, isn't it? Ugh. Can't just watch from the sidelines. Can't. That's yeah. it. White saviors. It's because they're being greeted, man. Mm. The aircraft will begin patrols on Friday today to track threats to regional stability, such as the transfer of weapons to terrorist groups. The package includes surveillance assets, helicopters, PA aircraft, and a company of Marines. Rishi Sunak said the military support would prevent further escalation. The British Armed Forces will be on standby to deliver practical support to Israel and partners in the region and offer deterrence and assurance. This is what Down the Street have said, right? Under the plans, a Royal Navy task group will be moved to the area next week to support humanitarian efforts. The Prime Minister said the government must be unequivocal in making sure the horrific scenes that have unfolded in Israel will not be repeated. Mr Sunak went on to say that our military and diplomatic teams across the region will also support international partners to re-establish security and ensure humanitarian aid reaches the thousands of innocent victims of this barbaric attack from Hamas terrorists. Next headline. And a foreign office has said that the UK is arranging flights to get stranded British nationals out of Israel. The first plane was expected to leave Tel Aviv on Thursday with more flights, more flights pardon me, planned in the coming days subject to security. Those eligible to leave will be contacted directly and British nationals should not go to airports unless they are called to. So a team of diplomats have been sent to Israel to help people fly into the UK. The Foreign Office said that it is working to ensure the flight can proceed as soon as possible. The UK government said earlier this week that it would not arrange evacuation flights because commercial routes were still available. But as at the time, remember yesterday, um, we spoke about how British Airways were no longer going there. Virgin also not going there. Um, so yeah, EasyJet now has been added to that. Ryanair, Wizz Air, Air France, Lufthansa and Emirates all have suspended flights in recent days. And our last headline brings us back to the UK, where three Jewish schools in North London are closing their doors. And in their words, this is because this is in the interest of the safety of our precious children. So Torah Vodas Primary School in Edgware, the Ateras Base Yaakov Primary School in Collindale, and Menorah High School in Neesden, they've informed their parents, sorry, the parents of all their children in there, um, on Thursday evening that they would not reopen until Monday. In a letter to the parents, Rabbi Feldman of Torah Vodas said that while there are no specific threats to our school, it was not a decision that has been taken lightly. It comes as Jewish students were being warned by schools to disguise their uniform because of a fear of retaliatory, retaliatory um, attacks caused by the ongoing war in Israel. Thousands of Israelis and Palestinians have been killed in a war ignited by a bloody and wide-ranging Hamas attack on Israel at the weekend. One Jewish charity said that it had seen a 324% increase in reports of anti-Semitism as a result of, of the last four days. This included six assaults, 
14 oh. direct threats, yep. Three instances of vandalism and 66 cases of abusive behavior. This according to the CST. As in this UK? Yep. Because when we started heading, I was thinking, ah, what's going But now I get it. That's mad. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the UK, yeah. That's mad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's it for the headlines. Damn. All right, let's get into what you say in topic of the day. All right, so topic of the day. I feel like the first good, bad, and the ugly went down a, a treat mm. the other day. I think it was Wednesday. I don't think it was in that day. Esther. No. But basically, it was a situation where there's three links, three um, things to kind of discuss and look at. And pretty much just called it the good, the bad, and the ugly. So we're going to start with the good and actually quickly, briefly discuss whether we think this is a good thing. Um, the link for this one, but you don't need to, to do. It's not really a, a video link, right? So the first thing is um, kind of like a continuation of that last headline. And this is about Richie Sunak deciding and announcing that three million pounds of extra funding will be going towards protecting synagogues schools and other Jewish community buildings in the UK. What did they have money? <laughs> they found it. Mm. <laughs> they found it. Um, yeah, so the additional funding will be provided to the CST, we just spoke about them, the Community Security Trust, which is an organisation that protects British Jews from anti-Semitism and related threats. Right? Like I just said, they recorded an almost 400% increase in anti-Semitic incidents across the UK since Saturday's surprise attack on Israel. And obviously, we again, we just spoke about free schools that are going to be closing until Monday just to, you know, safety precautions and whatnot. So, yeah, Sunak obviously has come out there and talked about he wants to give three million pounds of extra funding to protect synagogues, schools and other Jewish community buildings. So you need that much money? No, but don't you want to put that money towards the crisis that your people are kind of, like are dealing with? But isn't that what the police is for? Can you just assign more officers mm. to certain places? They didn't do Sign much, but not, not, not reporting crimes anyway. Yeah. Three well. million Great British pounds in a cost of living crisis. Yeah. That's equivalent to basically five million pounds with inflation. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, the that's... little kids in Medway can't have lights, Christmas lights. Yeah, imagine. Yeah. Three million pounds. Three million pounds, yes. I wonder so, how many synagogues and stuff we've got in the, in, in the country. It's probably a few, probably in every many but still three million like that's a lot of money what type of security is gonna happen like am i five six seven eight okay well to to present the other side of the argument right like i just in the previous headline they have recorded a 324 percent increase in reports of anti-semitism right and this is kind of manifested in in these ways remember six assaults right 14 direct threats and there's been three instances of vandalism and 66 cases of abusive behavior. Abusive behavior, obviously, is not physical, whatever. I don't think so, anyway, um, the way this sounds. But still, there has been six assaults. Yeah, but this is what, like, the... Po- <laughs> 14 direct This is what threats. police is for. This is true. So the, is this is it three million pounds in overtime payment? or <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I, I'm not too sure how it's, how it's three million really going to... Three million pounds is a lot of money. Yeah, I'm not too sure how it's really going to manifest. It might, it might manifest in maybe giving all of these police, a lot of these police officers overtime to go and spend extra time in those communities. You know, similar to what they mm. did when um, when this attack first started. Remember they had a lot of people um, going to the Israeli embassy, yeah. pal- people, Palestinian supporters, you know, with their flags and, yeah. and Swella Braverman um, ordered the increase of police presence. So that might require, 
not might, it probably requires more money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To get them out there. So maybe this is more of the same, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? So what are you thinking? Do they? Mm. Mm. Um, Can you just send to Gina for me, please? Yes. Thank Every you. day, send to Gina. It's like, um, no, it's an arm workout. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's because I keep moving in it, apparently. Sorry. Yeah, you, you just, you just like your husband. He's he moving on time, too. Big up marks, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad he's not here, though. I know, we miss him already. Mm. We got babe. Absence. Makes Bondi. the heart know. Send him my love when you speak to him. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to let him know that he's got competition on his hands. Mm. <laughs> wait wait till you listen to the free shots episode. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be rattled. <laughs> Brent calls it M&M's. That's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> M&M's, that's it. M&M's. I like that. It's a good one. I like that. Yeah, we're on free shots. Gina and I are on free shots today. Yeah. Um, when it comes out. Speak up free shots, guys, as well. Love them. Six, six, yeah, it's a bit of a competition going on. Mm. Literally. Mm. Mutes and Brent. Key for doing mediation. Literally. <laughs> 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 Calm things down. <laughs> but um, mm. yeah. Do you know what? So does the government do this for every... Say, for example, I'm not doing... I don't want to do Struggle Olympics or anything like that, right? Absolutely. Well, I'll mm. be on me to do something like that. But <laughs> when, like, there's terrorist attacks, right? Yeah. And Muslims start to get attacked because obviously people are just... Doing all that. Does the government invest money into their security as well? Um, they, they might increase police presence here and there, but they ain't going to be doing no free really bad. No, of course certainly not. not. Certainly not. I just think that's. I will just let that. It sit speaks where for it itself. Is. Yeah, I'm just you know just let that sit. Mm. The minds of people. Um, do you feel like? So if I decided to send three million pounds and, and and plus more to Ukraine, far more. You know they actually they far actually did, they had an ad out yeah. For people to host a Ukrainian. Yeah. Yes, yes. And people are actually doing it though. And then they were stealing husbands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, been a, it's been a time, you know. It would have been a time. It's been a time. They yeah. decide, you know what, this is who we want to pour our support to. And then mm. that's it. Like It's like they, they tell everybody, okay, guys, this is what we decided we're going to do. And everyone's like, okay, yeah, we'll follow, we'll follow through. Hmm. Anyway. So. So, so, so you guys obviously, well, let me not say obviously, I'm asking. I can't see this as proper like preferential treatment. Of course. It is. It is. Do you feel like this maybe is is maybe the start of maybe how other groups can get similar type of help? If since they've set this precedence, or do you feel like this I would don't be one know, of those? I didn't no, remember them Emmanuel. investing three million pounds into Black Lives Matter movement either. They mm. didn't. If anything, they were telling people to go home. Yeah. This is very true. Like I think it speaks for it speaks for the government that we have in it. Mm. It speaks for the country that we're in. There's something they're benefiting from all of this. It's not Jerry well, like mm-hmm. And it's, it's so clear and it's so apparent. I don't feel like this is coming from the goodness of their heart because they're genuinely worried mm. about the the poor, you know, mm-hmm. Jewish kids that are going to school and being attacked and stuff like that. It, there's something to gain. It's, it's a political move. 100%. And it makes it even more pathetic. Do you feel like... I'm going to try and present the other side of the argument, right? Do you feel like um, it might be because... This may sound crazy, mm. but it might be because maybe people in positions of power in the government don't really know about fully know anyway about the the plight of black people let me explain yeah so basically you got jewish people who are influential in positions of power in many different industries yeah and a lot of them whenever these um anti-semitic issues um occur yeah a lot of them speak out about it yeah. a lot of them use that influence to inform people mm. yo this is not right yeah protect us because yeah. for centuries for millennia in fact we've been attacked and killed because yeah. of just who we are mm-hmm. so maybe because they're talking maybe this is why it's getting these people to maybe act. But mm. rather, but people like us, for example, maybe the Muslim community, maybe the black community, Asians, we're not really in those positions 
where we can actually inform these people who yeah. make the decisions about these particular steps you can make to make us feel included. Could it be that? No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> just don't, no. I don't think they listen or they care enough anyway because okay. we had, like us, we said, yeah. we had a whole Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. that took over the world. Right? This is true. And, and do you know what they were saying on BBC? Well, it's an American problem. We don't understand why UK is, why yeah, there's the protests going on here. So it's like, they don't care about our issues, mm. to be honest with you. Yeah. And that's it. That's honestly the truth about it. Like, even when we, st- like, we can't, you can't express that what you've just done is a microaggression or it's racism mm-hmm. without, oh, calm down. I was just, I, was, I didn't mean like that. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So they don't even, they can't know about, they can't know the full extent of our situation, of our plight and stuff because they don't even let us get the first word out mm. without shutting us up. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like, this country, there was a whole ass report published that said the country is in racist. <laughs> but to be fair though, it's a prank. They, they are a prank. More, but to be fair to them though, there are more reports saying they are now. That what? That they are racism and the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but so after gaslighting us. <laughs> now you want to find it. All right, all right. <laughs> but what's that changed? Do you know what it is to publish a whole report? So you've published a report. No, but there's reports that say that um, the UK is racist. Okay, so where do we go from here? Okay, mm. what are we doing about it? Like, what was the point? Well, they are saying that they're going to put certain things in place. Then. Like what? I can't remember what the report says. There you go. Well, we is spoke it? about it on the show briefly. We did speak no, about but it. No, yeah, but mean, in the little not... ways... My thing and is... And it was this year, so you have to give them time. Why? But they didn't do nothing. <laughs> <to> implement. <laughs> they didn't do nothing. Kelechi is out here being cast for speaking on racial issues that actually matter. This is it. They didn't do nothing. They're, they're not doing nothing. Do you know what I think mm-hmm. it is, yeah? What I've realised, especially with Kelechi, it's like people get offended and get defensive as soon. No one likes to be called racist. It's like, Bro. it's such a cuss. Yeah. It's such... They get it's, so The moment upset. that word comes into play, the defense, I'm not racist. My dog's friend's cousin um, got, yeah. got a black and, dog. And, and, and you know mm. what? And, and rightly so, yeah, because it's a horrible... Like, yeah. no yeah. one would ever want to be called racist. I get it, right? But you are. But you, but <laughs> you have to call a spade a spade. You is. Facts. Do you understand what I mean? And it's like... Your behavior is race is racist. racist like your thoughts huh? are racist. You mm. you behave like a racist. Like it nah. is who you are. Mm. It is what it is. They're and racist. They got a black dog. That's not can't dance. They're racist. I let a black guy serve me once in the restaurant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's this country's a joke, man. It's actually a prank. Alright. Well, obviously, I, I feel like the sentiment is. Okay, we're getting the call. Is it engaged, bro? Let me see. No, I do check. Because you know people get people get more angry about you calling them racist than what they've actually done yeah. made you call them racist? It's because you called them racist. No one wants that title or that stain yeah. on them. You are what you are. Literally. Oh, you guys are just race baiting again. Yeah, you're okay. using a race card for everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. because try being black. How about that? Mm-hmm. That's what annoys me. Like, mm-hmm. you generally could never walk them out in my shoes. You, can, you are never... Going to be able to live my experience, and, they, and if they could choose, they would not want to. Yeah. Well, why don't you want to then? Mm. If, it's, mm-hmm. if, we're, if it's no racism, yeah, and it's exactly. so great, why don't you want to then? Exactly. Did Plug a light chip. Okay. <laughs> huh? Get edge yeah, of here. Real. Talk about that in there. Yeah, collect his book. Um, Is it call it? Are you calling back? Because we're about to move on to the bad. Mm. Good morning. Because that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the bad. Call back. Call back. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Um, Funny people. Yeah, we'll we we'll move on to the to the bad. 
because I feel like the sentiment pretty much everything that I saw online as well is people pretty much having the same type of opinion, which is that where are they finding this money? Why all of a sudden you're doing yeah, this for this community? In the cost of living, don't you don't do know. it for others. This that, and the third, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Is it like and just like you said, cost of living, man. That's how they help the Ukrainians do. Find the money somewhere. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Morning, morning caller. Good morning. Can you hear me? Sure can. Loud and clear. I'm glad. Um, so basically, I just wanted to sorry to drag you guys back. You know how I do. Um, of course, it's guys. It's good vibes, caller. Um, uh, when someone said, said um, I was about to say. No shit, Sherlock. I could oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> straight away. Girl, we know it's you. We I thought she wish I could come in like a HR voice. Girl, stop playing. Okay, well, I think I kicked you a little bit. Brent, I'm getting there. You see, I'm getting there. <laughs> anyway, so um, basically, um, when somebody says they don't know our plight, I think that's absolutely incorrect. Um, uh, I definitely think that, like, okay, like, um, how can I explain it? People, people always try and say with England, like, oh, it's not a race issue here, it's a class issue. And I get what they mean. Like, I guess that is quite somewhat the most prevalent thing. And I, I, we're lucky that I guess we're not kind of the same in terms of like socially the way America is. And I guess the reality is that because like if you go to different parts of like the UK, basically, you'll see like, you know, poor white people, poor black people, like living in the same, I mean, areas. It's not like, for example, we've had like years of like redlining, et cetera, et cetera. However, still, you know, there is still areas that are, predominantly black that aren't given the services that they're supposed to have and stuff like that um and like having their bid like i'm not joking guys certain places the council tax or whatever they call it like they're paying is not that different but the services that their council is providing mm. it's a whole different story like we're talking bins actually collected you know much more blah blah, blah, blah. anyway so my point is just this year and um, when it comes to the plight thing i think that england um they think they're a little bit clever and they do try and like basically cover up stuff a lot and kind of yeah push it on the americans where it's like where did the Americans learn it from? Like, yeah, America is just England on steroids. Um, when the royals went to, uh, I think, they went to multiple Caribbean countries, but one Caribbean country in particular, um, I think they were like, not. Well, the thing is, it's so interesting because there was such different responses on different islands. So I think one place was carrying them like we were in the 1960s and literally had them, literally had like people carrying them like on a thingy, um, Will and Kate and stuff, like, you know, like on their backs with like this like, you know, cool little procession thing. Whereas other places were like actually having protests and saying like, you know, these are not our royals. And I think that the reality is um, when people call for them to like actually say something, because they couldn't just carry on the trip. I think it might have been Jamaica, I'm not sure. They couldn't just carry on the trip and pretend like they weren't noticing like Sebi would want them there. Um, because considering the fact that the, uh, the country they went to, being colonies, they were the ones that had to pay for the flight. They were the ones that had to actually like pay for the security and pay for like all of this actually. And it's like, who else should even be here? What do you think this is? There's still people in our country that are starving and you're coming over here to my country. And you want me to praise you. My point is that um just if I, I find it quite interesting when the speech that Will gave, and I said to somebody, I was like, why is he like like why is he talking like that? And he was like, Oh, basically the thing of where they can't do like explicit admission of guilt because for them to do that, basically that's something like space. That's kind of like basically that would kind of make it legitimate. For, back, for example, people in the UK to like, kind of ask reparation that not even just the UK, but the colonized world. I think England tries to minimize so much basically their history. And I think that, like, yeah, while like the majority of the politicians all come from literally just like two schools, guys, like for the most part, and a lot of them don't know, yeah, any black people other than Kemi, like for God's sake. But at the same time, they're aware of like, yeah, fine, the, the class disparities that occur like in, in the country and they choose to ignore it. But also like you know, they are aware of race issues. And yeah, when reports like that, like what you guys are referring to are released, um, they quickly push people like Kimmy and et cetera to quickly go and like basically kind of 
dismiss the claims and say, oh, no, England's not a racist country. And you guys are right about the term racist. A lot of people get a bit emotional. And if you say to them, oh, that was racist, oh, I'm not racist, no, 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 whatever. And it's like, well, what you did was racist. And yeah. actually, I think they're going to start saying anti-black. I think they'll prefer that one instead. Or, you know, and um, I just think it's so interesting how a lot of British people and institutions, how some of them have reacted towards this whole um, unconscious bias training. And then they're getting like, really emotional and stuff like that. And I think that England always has this kind of thing of like where basically we use slightly softer words and we use a lot more coded language mm-hmm. to make it like it's not a thing, basically. So my rant is over, but I, I don't necessarily think England is necessarily a racist country, mm-hmm. but I feel like it likes to deny its racist roots a lot. And they have to accept, I mean, they do accept it, but they try to like, yeah, like palm it off to everywhere else. And like, they're so inclusive, but they can always do better. And I think that it's quite a silly sentiment that it always says people like me like, oh, well, then why are you here? Oh, your mum was like, oh, please, let's not start. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, so I'll stop that. Yeah. Uh, quick one before you go, Babsy. Yeah, thank you for your call, yeah. Um, what, what country would you say is a racist country? Um, I feel like... So I feel like the, term, the definition of racist. Um, I think that a lot of a lot of countries are xenophobic and like I guess specific to their own like um, you know culture and race, and that's understandable. But I just think that um, basically places that have a lot of responsibility when it comes to destabilizing the world and actually. Um, colonizing multiple countries, like we were talking India. This, that, like, do you know how many? Like, are you like? I think that they do not say so they have a right per se, but it's just that basically um, you've kind of created this kind of situation when it comes to like the global north and the global south and stuff. So it's like you don't get to be upset and cry every time you're called out for like things that happen. Like for example, a lot of these strikes that occurred. Like, mm-hmm. no way would you be speaking to like British-born doctors saying to them that they can't strike or they won't get paid. Or, or, or no, sorry, threatening their visa status. Are you mm. are UK? Are you normal? Like, so I just think that basically there probably are racist. Like, I, I also think people say what's going on in China also is like a bit wild, and they'll try and say that's not racist, that's xenophobic. I just feel like all these things, all these isms, they're like all like just like kind of like not okay. And I just feel like any any country that's kind of trying to break away from actually like kind of listening to what the people that have the issue is saying, mm-hmm. like I feel like they just single themselves basically. So I hope that kind of answers your. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. This, like England and America, those mm-hmm. kind of countries, they were built off the backs of racism. Mm-hmm. They to, I think they just kind of accept that. But I think that maybe potentially, I, I think for the most part, England isn't a racist country because I just think that most people that do have interactions with black people that aren't, just, and that's, that, that's why they said that the class thing is, is that more of a thing in England. I don't agree that it's more of a thing, but I think that it can't be separated from it. Whereas okay. I think in America, their situation's a bit different. But yeah. All right. I think, I think um, we may have to do a topic of the day on that, you know. Mm-hmm. But thank you very much, man. Appreciate that. Thank I you, was girl. told that apparently I can never have a say in topic of the day about you, man, apparently. So. Who, who told you that? I don't know. Somebody, somebody told me that you said that in one episode that I missed. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Brent suggested that you said never. That's what I heard on the streets. <laughs> I heard because you ain't, you ain't sending that video of you singing. Oh, yes. That's not what That's I heard. That's what I girl. heard. Little girl. <laughs> that's not what I heard. Maybe you need to open your ear more for when I'm ready, girl, because that's not what I heard on the road. Let me go, guys. Catch you later. See you later, babe. Thank you. Bye. All right, cool. I think we've done enough of the good. Yeah. I tried to get some Fantastic. good. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go to the bad, god damn it. Mm. So, Brett, if you don't mind playing the link to the bad. Um, as Brett's preparing to load up, I just wanted to say, I'm not trying to do anything. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, they're doing it for themselves. This is my disclaimer. They're having the days that they they deserve. They deserve it. I was going to say, I'm just presenting. Because again, like Brent was rightly saying, when it comes to um, the election time, general election, we will present 
the policies. We will present yeah. everything that we can about every side of the argument. At least the ones that matter anyway, right? Yeah. The we need bloody... some politicians up here, though. Yeah. Ho- Come and plead your case. I'm trying to get Corbyn on the show, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mr. Corbyn, I'm going to try to get you on the show. <laughs> right? And um, I just want to play this clip because right now, he's... Well, let me not say he. Labour's leading in the polls. Okay. And Labour historically has been known to represent the working class. Mm. We know this. Mm-hmm. The leader of the Labour Party, i.e. the future mm-hmm. Prime Minister of the country, mm. was asked, what is the working class? I'm scared. Here's his answer. Oh, no. You describe yourself as working class. Sakir, define working class. No, working class is um, families that... Um, you know, work for their living, earn their money through um, going out to work every day, not through do, do other not middle classes do that? Well, working class um, families have the ordinary hope to get on in life. I mean, this has been Don't a story of middle classes have that Yeah, of course well. they do. Of course they do. So what's but the I distinction? Was, people will say to me, well, look here, you know, um, you've come a long way. Yeah, <laughs> You're, yeah but you, you went you to state got, school. Yeah, but that, that is the ordinary hope of the working class which is to have a decent education to get a decent secure job to get a car to get a you know have a nice but, holiday to have but isn't house. that the middle class too secure everything it, you just listed no Tell it me is on. yeah it is and it and that's why many people go on their life journey from what you might call uh, working class to middle class i don't find that at all surprising okay um, i find that very ordinary you describe yourself as, as working the class no because you can't because I feel like at this point, okay, ask him what middle class is then. And what's upper class? Might as well say the working class. <laughs> what is going on here? And that's the leader. The future prime minister of the UK. And you're King Boris out. But you know what, though? Because <laughs> you know Boris is dumb. <laughs> have you not seen... Um, sorry, but... I'm down bad at the minute. So... But have you seen Bola Souls? Um, she put out a, a, a video the other day. Mm-hmm. And she... Basically, yeah, so okay. she, she, if I send it to you, Brent, can you play it? Mm-hmm. Let me find it. But it was, it was basically like a lot of us yeah. would come under middle class yeah. as opposed to working class. Of course. Yeah. Of um, course, yeah. We got Bola as well. Hold on, let me find it. And she was just like. Yeah, we did, a lot of us are not working class no more. Definitely. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Right? No, no, no. Yeah. But, the, but it. it I think it kind of depends on how you define working class because you can define it in different ways. Yeah. Some people just, um, they factor in the um, the economics of it, how much money you're earning, things of that nature. But also some people factor in the, the mentality, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And where you've come from and all that type of stuff and how it shapes your everyday decisions. It was kind of, it was you know off I mean? the back of, Victor, obviously the Victoria Beckham clip that's gone viral. Yeah, because you know what, that was just so funny because that's going to be my next question because even the way that guy was talking, mm-hmm. they're asking you what working class is. You don't know what working class is then you insert quickly come a long way. Why do rich people yeah, have this and that's, and that's, desire? That's what everyone was saying. Oh. Like, rich people love to, they get really defensive but, they it's do. Like, but you're rich. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not going to lie. You see? <laughs> you, <laughs> you think if I was you see when I get screen. rich? Ah. <laughs> about Phoebe, aka okay. Posh Spice, aka my fave. I truly believe that that's what she felt she was, which goes to show how many of us don't really have a definition of what working class, middle class, and upper class is. So here's a definition I found in The Guardian, and I want you to let me know if you agree with these definitions. If you are paid by the week or month and you rent your house, you are deemed working class. 
If you are paid by the month and you own your house, you are deemed middle class. If you don't have to work and you can live off the assets that you have inherited, you are deemed upper class. Now, I want to know if you're happy to say what category do you fall into, but also do you agree with these definitions? Because I think there's a lot of people who do not know what class system they're in. Although I'm not saying I agree with the class system, I'm just aware it exists. Mm. So do you know what's funny about BBA? And that's based on The Guardian. Mm. But there's so many, everyone's got so many different um, uh, definitions. I remember reading, well, let me get it. Ah, oh, where is it? <laughs> Someone said, my working class husband says, whether you have white pepper at home, working class, or black pepper, other, is a dividing line. <laughs> Somebody said, um, <laughs> the working class worry about paying for dinner, the middle class worry about paying for the kitchen. For the kitchen. Okay. Um, okay, where's this other person? Somebody said something about, where is it? I was told that the working class people keep their ketchup in the fridge. Okay. <laughs> the middle class in the larder. And the upper class don't even know what ketchup is. <laughs> That's true, you know. Where do you keep your ketchup? I'm a fridge babe. Same. I'm not, I'm not a fridge babe. Middle class. I'm a fridge babe. But you know what? Not that I have any issues keeping it outside of the fridge either, though. Mm. But that's just how it goes in my house. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to it not going in the fridge. Mm. So, I don't understand the fridge stuff. Only because... What, condiments? Like, mm. do you keep your condiments in the fridge? or No. So, when you eat a hot dog, mm-hmm. right? Aren't you supposed to put ketchup on it? Yeah. Yeah. And you want your ketchup cold. Uh, yeah, that's how, that's how I do it. That's the way oh. it's done. Serious? <laughs> yeah. That's because when you think about it, yeah, it's never going to be, it's never going to erase the hotness yeah. of the food, yeah. if that makes sense. But it like, will. No, it won't. Because yeah. if give it's... that hot, cold thing. No, nah, because if it's... Remember, it's a sauce, yeah? So it's going to get warm very quickly. It's, do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. never going to overpower the heat. Like, imagine having a burger, yeah, and the burger's proper hot, and I'm doing ooh, ah, ooh, ah, because it's hot in my mouth, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So can I ask why you put it in the fridge? Is it to preserve it? Is I don't, I, I honestly, a... I'm going to be honest, I think it's, in, I think logically in your head, it's like, let me keep it in the fridge, because it, it's going to last, for, it's going to stay fresh for longer. <laughs> oh. I think that's what it is, but I've never, what I'm saying is I've never thought about it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I've generally never thought about whether it should go in the fridge or whether it shouldn't. Does that mm. make sense? It generally, what I'm saying is for me, it makes no difference mm. wherever it goes. I generally don't have... Uh, do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because if I was to get sachet condiments, I'm not putting those in the fridge. Oh. They're going to just stay... Because mm-hmm. in my head, it wouldn't... Do you know what I mean? Okay. So it doesn't make a difference. It's just something that's not thought about. But I think out of habit, it's it's just gone in the mm. fridge and it stayed there. Okay. So obviously when it is that um, you're having a, a do... Like a, an event at your house and you've cooked and, and whatnot and mm. you've placed the condiments on the table. Yeah. And you've left it there and then somebody comes like four hours late. Yeah. They're not getting it cool, are they? No. They're getting it at a proper temperature. They're getting it at the room temperature. I wouldn't yeah. say proper. I'll just say... It's the, proper temperature. I'll just say room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> because proper makes it seem as if what I'm doing is wrong uh, and what I'm doing is improper. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to... And yeah. you can't reduce my experience 100%. being the black, <laughs> strong woman that I am. Take it. Somebody said, well, Freddie Truman apparently said um, the difference between a professional and a gentleman cricketer, I guess a uh, working class and a uh, middle class, is that the latter got out of the bath to take a piss. 
Oh, wow. The what? The latter <laughs> got out of the bath to take a piss. So if you pee in the bath, you're working class. <laughs> I guess so. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so but, yeah, yeah. Go on. How do we like find shoot? Well, how do we get a definition? I think the definition varies. Like, so some people say um, it's more so about it's cultural, mm. right? And then you got the, based on the income and profession. And then you got based on asset ownership, like Bola was saying. I know. Yeah, man. So I, f- I think a lot of us who've obviously come from working class don't earn like working class people no more, right? Mm. But our culture, the way we behave, the ketchup, the, all, all them type of things, it's still, you know what I mean? Very, you know what I mean? It's like, fine, man. I'll take working it. Working class. I'll take it. Yeah. And, and, and we won't see that change in us. We'll see the change in our kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Well, kind of. To, yeah. Mm, yeah. Not really, because yeah, if your kids real. are, if your kids are, your kids are going to be influenced by your behavior. Yeah, that's true. So, but sometimes because you're going to likely move to different areas, you know what I'm saying? Like again, like you said earlier, most of us grew up in, grew up in council estates, states, yeah, and then we move, enough. get homes. Our kids no, don't go true. to your the same environment. Your kids are less likely going to grow up in that era. This is it. Because to be fair, I don't think chicken and chips <sighs> is Imagine. as bad as mm. it was when we were growing up. Okay. I feel like they're a bit more bougie. Mm. Like, not saying that they don't still eat chicken and chips because obviously these shops still run. Yep. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do feel like when it was us mm-hmm. and pound pizza, don't oh, piss me off. You feel, I don't think I, I don't see kids eating pound yeah, pizzas and stuff. Do you know what I mean? But they don't cost a pound no more, maybe. Mm, fair right. enough. But I'm just saying, like, mm. I just think with us it was a proper, yeah, yeah. like, rite of passage. Mm-hmm. I don't really think it's like that for the younger generation mm. as much. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. But yeah, just wanted to show that obviously this is the person who the world, sorry, the country will most likely vote for. For it's good a, reason. It's a bit unfair to just use that clip and then say, No, but Brent, Brent, Because remember Boris Johnson had a whole set of bollocks. No, but Brent, remember, this, this is not a case of me saying, Why would you vote for him? I'm just saying who we're likely, the, the, the public will likely vote for. And remember, the number one thing for Labour is that you represent the working class. That's the number one thing. And the leader doesn't even know how to define working class. He defined working class as middle class. It's insane. This is the reason why he was telling these people not to go and support them during the strikes. Don't be on the front line. Don't hold the banners. Don't be holding the placards and things of that nature. So you're saying... He doesn't identify. The conservatives will have a a better... No, I'm I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to say how in the mud we are because look at our options. You know what I'm saying? like Because people are saying, obviously, the the conservatives are this, that, and the third, but they fail to mention how bad the other side is as well. And I feel like every time we, we, we don't spend enough time looking and interrogating these people's policies and what they do and how they think, we kind of fuel one evil more than the other evil. You know what I'm saying? Instead of trying in some way to build up a good somewhere. I don't know. Obviously, it's more idealistic what I'm saying. But it's, to me, it just struck me that the leader of the working class party, the party that represents the working class, doesn't even know what the working class is. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I, Sunak would, would never make this type of mistake if, if, if they asked him, what is the middle class? Mm. Or what is the, um, what, what's the other one? Are the you upper... sure? Sunak? No. Yeah. He, he, he wouldn't, Are you sure, man? He wouldn't blunder like this. Impossible. Interesting. He's not an idiot. He's not an idiot. You know what I mean? But again, I'm not saying Sam's an idiot, but the, definitely his response exactly was nonsensical. But his response was definitely nonsensical or idiotic. Then. I don't think that that was a question <laughs> that was cleared. He got, he got spun. 
Huh? He got spun. That wasn't a question that was cleared beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> because why would it be? Just you know what I'm saying? Why would it be? Because you would just expect him to, to know what it is. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's like asking him, okay, Mr. Starman, as the head of the Labour Party, what's your number I, one I, policy? I can guarantee you that there are a lot of um, just regular people who um, don't even believe that they are middle class. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't um, classify themselves as middle class. They would say that they're working class, but they are middle class. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, 100%. Let's wait until election time, please. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But all of these things, I just want people to yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, it builds it's, up. It's important. I don't know why you, know you were doing that when Boris Johnson was running about doing stupidness. No, but I mean, that was clear for everyone to see, right? Oh, it was, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Swear. But many people don't know about Mr. Starmer. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Remember, you guys educated me the other day about Mr. Stammer being more but so like it, a Tory but, guy. But isn't this a, a benefic- beneficial thing for you? If it why? is that he's sounding like a Tory every single day. No, isn't no, this no, good no. for you? I don't think so. But why isn't it? Because he doesn't know what he is. He doesn't seem to know what he is. Like, at least, if I know what you are, then it's fine. I don't okay, know I... how it is that you can take from that particular um, clip, mm. you saying that he doesn't know what he is. He doesn't know. Wait, remember before, you didn't even have a clue that he was... Um, Tory leaning. You didn't have a clue. Yeah, but he just said at the very beginning that he is working class. Listen, listen. And he doesn't know what working class is, Victoria. Which means he doesn't know what he is. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't it good for you? Why? That I want to confuse guys. No, if he's a Tory, it's good for you. No, I'm. If I, if I want a Tory, I want a Tory. No, don't you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. (laughs) I do. If I want a Tory. So, do you want a Tory? I want a good leader. I don't want a Tory, I don't want a Labour, I want a good leader. Do you want a guy who cares about um, growth in the um, economy. economy? Almost definitely. All right, then you need him to be a Tory, yes? Why? Under under um, Tony Blair, there was growth. Britain thrived. It doesn't need to be do a Tory. Think, do you think under Corbyn, Even under Brown? Do you think under Corbyn there would have been growth? I don't think so, though. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because I feel like he was just too socialist. I think you should wait... Wait a while. You know what I mean? But I, you see the, I have a newfound respect for, to be, it's not, to be fair, it's not a newfound respect. I've always liked Corbyn as an individual. I just yeah. didn't like what he's, his, his policies. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. I was going to ask, with Labour, yeah, where do the leaders, obviously they're, they're the ones that are meant to help working class and yes. I guess people low on the socioeconomic statuses mm-hmm. and stuff like that, yeah. Where does that come from? Like, where do the, the, these people that are meant to represent them and represent the interests, where do they come from? Do they come from those backgrounds? Yeah. Or do they go to Eton like the rest of their friends? No, no. Originally, it wasn't like that. To be fair, he looked like started, an Eton looking yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it started well, I mean, kind of getting more of that. So you had people like okay. Gordon Brown, Tony Blair. I think some of those people started to go, come from more... Um, Privileged backgrounds. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But they were never... Like that. Okay. Like, like okay. thingy. They've always been kind of grounded to represent... Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. Class. Like, how would you re- how would you be able to represent people, everyday people, I guess, if you can't relate to where they're coming from? This that's why he doesn't know what working class is because he's not. Precisely. He doesn't. He can't relate. Precisely, and he had the audacity to say, "I'm working class." But it's interesting. Ugh. He said yeah, that. He did. He said it came a long way. But to be fair, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a social experiment in this country. So, yeah. Anyway, that was the bad. I think it makes sense why that was the bad. They're ugly. We got ugly coming up, Yikes. man. <laughs> All right, so basically, it yeah. says here mm-hmm. in the Guardian, yes. uh, food safety experts say that all ketchup is shelf stable. <laughs> it generally tastes better when it's kept cold. Ah, I'm shocked there's a controversy, said Martin. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> a food safety specialist at Penn State University. If you want to maximize the quality of your ketchup, you keep it in the fridge. 
See? The working class, we know better, you know? Yes, we. <laughs> no, yes, we. In the car you drive? <laughs> That's just on the surface. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just unimportant stuff, you know? Material stuff, no matter. <laughs> Alright, so Ben, if you don't mind playing the last clip, there's a very I'm short actually scared clip. because what the hell is ugly gonna be? It's you I've know seen it's, it's kind of like, one ugly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's kind of like the first. Uh, you know what? Oh. Whatever you are doing over there, which is not bearing fruit, now with this fruit, it will begin to bear. Look, look, look. Look, gentlemen. <laughs> power. Look at that. The Talk power. In Jesus name. Yeah. The man in the grave said, no, "Whatever you are doing back, over please. there, which is not bearing fruit, <laughs> now with this please. fruit, please. it will begin to bear." Look, look, look. What you doing? What is happening to the gentleman? Do these people believe they're going to heaven? <laughs> Look at him. Talk he is Jesus. break dancing all over that floor. Now he's doing the worm. Talking about you got you've been delivered. Insane. Did the pastor even want him to do that? It's the congregation's fault. Because I'll be honest, I don't think the, I don't think the you're blaming the congregation. Hundred percent, man. <laughs> Why? Why are you staying if it is your scene that? Brent. Why are you staying? Brent, you're not smart. Why are you staying for? For meat pies afterwards. <laughs> go home chin, and chin, immediately. Right, you see go this, home you immediately. Like, church, church, church. church meat pie and chin chin and pop up. Don't piss me off. So when I was church last year, yeah. Will we, we take small chops? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> small chops. Will you take small chops out oh, of shake? Yes, The pop up tastes different to anything else. And then you go supermarket as well. You, oh, Girl. Good, mm-hmm. Chilled. When mm. I went to Nigeria last year, obviously I got to go to church, right? They gave us jollof rice. Obviously we had to leave early even. Because at some point, I got to a segment, I know what was going on. I said, yeah, we got to go. They gave us jello fries. I don't know, wait, wait, wait. They gave us jello fries and a nice cold drink. So, but you have to wait for the food after. I'll be honest, I'll witness this foolishness, knowing that yeah. the small chops <laughs> wait for me at the end of this channel. Because I don't even think the pastor wanted him to do that. Because I feel like he paused in his speech, like, okay, I'm going to just... It's the power of the spirit, The woman next man. to him is me, though. She was like, yeah. <laughs> Don't touch me with that spirit of yours. Oh, man. It's crazy, man. Ah, that is so funny, man. That couldn't be my man. <laughs> but I just see your dad do that in church. What are you mm. doing? Crazy. Oh, that was funny. That was the good. Yeah, so that's, that's, <laughs> that's, the that's good. ugly, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can wrap up our uh, topic of the day there. Sorry. Lovely. Thank you. Let's get into our next headlines. extra research I think she's been playing videos on TikTok girl there's loads should we get friends playing videos yeah, yeah okay so you'll be, you'll be emailed okay alright thank you alright so our next headline um, a Nairobi to Heathrow flight was intercepted by RAF fighters and diverted to Stansted Airport after oh pardon me over a potential security threat so a London Stansted spokeswoman said the Kenya and Kenya Airways Boeing 787 landed safely with Essex police in attendance um, she also said that the aircraft was escorted to a remote parking stand with normal flight operations now continuing. The plane was diverted to Stansted just before 1545, um, but Essex police said the incident had now been stood down. Officers said inquiries established uh, there was nothing of any concern and they handed the plan- plane back to the airport. 
The MOD spokesperson, the Ministry of Defence spokesperson said, RAF Typhoon fighter aircraft from RAF Coningsby were launched as a precaution this afternoon to investigate a civilian aircraft which was approaching the UK. The civilian aircraft remained in contact with air traffic controllers throughout and was escorted to Stansted Airport where it landed safely. This incident is now under the control of the civilian authorities. Essex Police said a flight travelling from Nairobi to Heathrow was diverted to Stansted this afternoon. The airport remains open. Next headline is another situation where they brought up Epstein again, man. And Barclays' former boss has been banned from holding senior positions in the UK after he mischaracterized his relationship with the convicted sex offender, Jeremy, sorry, Jeffrey Epstein. Jess Staley, or Staley um, has been fined £1.8 million. This is according to the Financial uh, Conduct Authority, the FCA. The regulator said that Mr. Staley um, had claimed not to be close to Epstein when in reality email suggested that he viewed him as a cherished friend. Mm. Mr. Staley intends to appeal the FCA's decision. Additionally, Barclays said on Thursday that Mr. Staley should forego bonuses and long-term share incentives totaling £17.8 million following the FCA's findings. Epstein killed himself, for those who don't know, in 2019. Man, it's four years already, you know. Yeah, this man killed himself. Mm, um, allegedly. I, yeah, allegedly. He's one of my conspiracy theories. Yeah, I do yeah, not believe he killed himself. No chance. Um, yeah, he, so he did that, in, well, allegedly did it in 2019, awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. He was convicted in 2008 for soliciting sex from a minor and sentenced to 13 months in prison. Mrs. Daly had denied knowing about Epstein's crimes. The regulator said that Mrs. Daly had recklessly approved the letter sent by Barclays to the FCA, which contained two misleading statements about his relationship with Epstein. The last headline, Bernie Eccleston, who is the Formula boss of Formula One, has been given a suspended sentence after pleading guilty to fraud. So the 92-year-old did not declare more than £400 million held in a trust in Singapore when asked by tax authorities in 2015. Eccleston has agreed in a civil settlement to repay almost £653 million, you know, to the HMRC. That's how much he's got to pay back. He was sentenced to 17 months in prison, suspended for two years. The billionaire had originally been due to stand trial next month after initially pleading not guilty. The settlement covers Eccleston's tax affairs over the past 18 years, including interest and civil penalties. The court was told that a meeting took place between Eccleston and HMRC officers in July of 2015. It heard that Eccleston was seeking to draw a line on the investigations into his tax affairs because he was fed off of paying huge bills for advice. At the time, he declared he had only one trust, which was established on behalf of his daughters. According to the charge, he had told HMRC that he was not the settle, he was not the, maybe the sole, um, he was not the beneficiary of any trust anyway, in or outside the UK. But following an investigation, which uh, HMRC has previously described as complex and worldwide, that answer proved to be inaccurate. That's why he's in this situation. And that's it for deadlines. Time to pay the bills. Thank you very much. There's so much tea to get into. So let's <laughs> get into Word and Road. You missed two days of work. It's two days and everyone's acting a damn fool. Not the first news. Though. The first news is actually sad. Um, so the founding member of the Isley Brothers, um, Rudolph Isley, he's passed away, man. Oh, man. Yeah, passed away at the age of 84. I think that's a wow. good, ripe. Good run. Good run. Mm. Very good run. So, um, yeah, in a, in a statement, his brother Ronald said, there are no words to express my feelings and the love I have for my brother. Our family will miss him, but I know he's in a better place. Um, there's no details as to if there was anything going on or anything like that. But 
anyone who doesn't know, the Isley Brothers, um, the basic brothers who started singing in the 1950s. So Rudolph, who passed away, he started singing with his brothers, put the group together. And yeah, man, they started singing in church. And here they are. Well, they're legends, really. So RIP mm. to him and love to his family. All right, let's get into the mess of things. So obviously, the whole Israel-Palestine thing's been going on, right? And obviously, there's been celebrities who want to speak out, say whatever they want to say, whatever, whatever. The other day, I'm just seeing... Usher's obviously been trending because he's been in Paris singing and doing what he's been doing, which has been lovely, hasn't it? I see that Usher's trending. Usher is trending because of Usher's statement regarding all of this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it to you. So he says, I pray for peace in the world in this dark hour, in quotation marks. I guess that's a quote from somewhere. There are currently reports of over a thousand innocent people being murdered. As more and more images of men, women and children are being released for the world's reaction, I am more and more appalled. The sanctity of life should never be in question. There should never be a debate. This is about our humanity. Music has always unified and brought people together. And to know the power in music was used by those who are filled with hate as a background to commit such evil act has shaken me to my core to know this is the world we, live, we now live in. My heart and prayers go out to the loved ones of the victims of such a horrendous crime. We as people have to stand together against any and all acts of hate. This is not a political statement. I just feel like it was a it was a neutral statement, but people weren't really happy with it. And they were like, oh, as a black guy as well, why would you say this and that and da, da, da. So he got criticized for that. Another person that got criticized for what he said was Justin Bieber, but he was funny though. He basically put up a post saying, pray for Israel. But ironically, the background picture Mm. On the Pray for Israel font was <laughs> when Israel attacked Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> Doing too much. <laughs> Doing too much. Stay out of it. And people were like, this is what happens when you <laughs> lot want to speak on things you ain't got a damn clue about. So now here you go. Literally. Here you go. But he he then he deleted it and then posted again. You know you went on the create side of your Insta story when you write your own text. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the picture he used. People were like, bro, BFFR. Then he reposted it and just said, praying for Israel with a heart, heartbroken emoji. This one I thought was interesting because I'm sorry. This one, I, this one I knew that you people are mad on this internet and not many people are there to tell you. Gigi Hadid, the model. Mm. She is Palestinian. She's actually Palestinian, right? Mm. She puts out a statement, which I think... It's a good statement. Mm. I'll read it to you. And I will let you know what people are saying. She says, my thoughts are with all those affected by this unjustifiable tragedy and every day that, in and every day that innocent lives are taken by this conflict. To many of which are children, I have deep empathy and heartbreak for the Palestinian struggle and life under occupation. It's, it's a responsibility I hold daily. I also feel a responsibility to my Jewish friends to make it clear, as I have before, while I have hopes and dreams for Palestinians, none of them include the harm of a Jewish person. The terrorizing of innocent people is not in alignment with and does not do any good for the free Palestine movement. The idea that it does have, sorry, the, the idea that it does has fueled a painful decades long cycle of back and forth retaliation in brackets with which no innocent vict, sorry, which no innocent civilian, Palestinian or Israeli deserves to be a casualty of and helps perpetuate the false idea that being pro-Palestine means you're anti-Semitic. If you are hurting, as I share my condolences today with my loved ones, both Palestinian and Jewish, I'm sending you my love and strength, whoever and wherever you are. There are a lot of, pe there are a lot of complex personal and valid feelings 
for every human deserves basic rights, treatment and security, no matter their nationality, religion, ethnicity or where they were born. I know my words will never be enough or heal the deep wounds of so many, but I pray for the safety of innocent lives always. I think that was a good statement. Yeah. That was a statement of people are being killed every like on both mm. sides and I'm speaking that I, I just don't like the atrocities going on. People were out here talking about Kukida. Saying what? Like why is she basically essentially why is she not praying for Israel? Mm. But she's from Palestine. <laughs> like that's and even her sister, her sister's been blacklisted. Her sister's, her sister's, um, Bella's blacklisted and shadow banned and stuff like that because for years she's always Spoke talked about, about mm. all the stuff going on in Palestine, the injustices, whatever. So she's been silenced on social media, for even time. by the authorities. Do you get what I mean? <clears throat> and then sis just does a, which I think makes sense. Uh, people are being killed on both sides, and this is not, and being pro Palestine and not want people to die doesn't, doesn't make you anti Semitic. Yeah. I thought you people are not okay. Do you mean so? All the statements I read, anybody that makes a statement essentially, People are gonna find something to cook you around. Does that? That's what I don't talk. I don't talk on things that I'm not qualified to talk on. Sorry, because it's just you. You can't. You can't. You can't drag me. You can't. That like, you can't win though. That's the thing. That's literally you can't it. Can't win. So let's mm. all just be. Let's all focus on our focus kind of thing. Well, DJ Vlad called out. Um, what's his name? Called out Drake and called out. What's the one? DJ Khaled. Mm. He says. Has anyone noticed that the most famous Jewish person on earth, Drake, and the most famous Palestinian person on earth, DJ Khaled, haven't said a single thing about the Gaza-Israel conflict? It's not like Drake is too busy. He's been writing paragraphs about Joe Budden hurting his feelings about his new about his new album. DJ Khaled has been working overtime promoting his new Jordan sneakers, but both of them have been silent on this topic. Why is that? It's because both are so thirsty to maintain their relevance that they wouldn't dare risk insulting a segment of their fan base. Heaven forbid that Drake might debut at number two behind Taylor Swift because some of his Palestinian fans chose to not stream his album. And it would be the end of the world if Khalid sold a few less sneakers because some Jewish people decided not to buy his Jordans. That's the difference between artists of today and timeless legends like Tupac. Can you know damn well... Sorry, girl. You know damn well Pac would have been the first one to speak out about something so close to home. The thing is, yeah, I hear it. But at the same time, I don't get why, because you're a famous person or you have, like, I guess, a massive level of influence, Girl. you have to speak on things, Everything. especially when you're not qualified to speak on them. This is, and that's the like, problem. I don't get how... Like, I will never speak on politics because that's not my bag. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So even when we're talking about this stuff, have you noticed how pew, I'm in, I'm listening because <laughs> I'm not I'm not well versed in this topic. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So for me, the best thing for me to do is to take it in and absorb it. Do you understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be yapping my mouth like a rat on the highway just for the sake of talking. So I get it. You're looking to them because obviously it's it's where they're from and stuff. But it's like that's not their job. I feel like that's part mm. of my problem. Do you society. understand what I mean? Like you, yeah. you, you, you're given expectations. You have an expectation of someone, and that's not their job requirement. Like, I, I get it from like a moral place and whatnot. Like, yeah. But I also understand why they don't talk on it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, because when they talk on it anyway, they they will cuss them. They will tell them they didn't talk enough. They didn't say the right things. I really believe. I I hate the idea of like people calling out people to um, talk on stuff that they're not qualified on. Because you feel like they're a celebrity or whatever, I get that you feel like they should use their platforms and stuff, but I would rather you educated yourself than speak of something you don't know about. I, like, I don't... Like, is it by force? 
Because because me saying it, then what happens after that? What happens after that? You can sleep better at night. Do you know what got me? Just reminded me when um the whole NSARS thing was going on. Yeah. Was it Burner Boy? No, it was T.O. Savage. Oh. She called out Beyonce. So embarrassing. In a because video. because in a she video. did because oh I remember that. Do you know the because video? she's Gemma. done brown skin girl. She's she did, exactly she did the that. whole she album. That. She but, said but, when you but, wanted to do the king of. I gotta say King of Kings, God, sorry. Queen sorry of the King of Kings and the Kingdom. Queen of the King of the Kingdom. Yeah. Remember the Kingdom? They were yeah. going to Lion King Kingdom. Yeah. She's like, oh, you went to Africa and you had this other artist. Okay. I'm saying that you should come and speak out about this because it's something that affects us, blah, blah. Okay, da, but. Da, 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 da. Ma'am. Mm-mm. It was so embarrassing. It was so awkward. Because. Honestly. <laughs> that damn thing was said. <laughs> like, I, and rightly so. After you calling out Beyonce, did you really think she was going to be like, okay, okay, T, T, well, you're right. No, because she was going to say, listen, Ensar, stop it. And SARS, and who that have was been doing stop. it, they were like, okay, could Beyonce have spoken? Stop pushing people to speak on things that they're not qualified for. And then when they do speak on it now to appease you, you then, you then, you then start to rip apart what it is that they said. Some guy, they messaged them, well, quote tweeted Vlad and said, when was the last time you commented on Russian affairs, DJ Vladimir? I, I, no, I literally was about to say, I was going to say that, Vladimir. <laughs> he's, That's a silly guy. People he's, are so dumb. He's Ukrainian, right? Who? DJ Vlad. Oh, is he? Yeah, and I think he did He did sit down and talk about the geopolitical issues at the time. <laughs> and also, but then, but Brent, this is the thing. If that's where your interest lies, then fair enough. Go off, King. But this is my point. If you are generally interested in politics, I'm not. Mm. It's never been my bag. And, I, and yes, I should care because it affects me. But guess what? I don't. So it's like, do you get what I'm, do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I feel like you shouldn't penalise someone for not having an interest in mm. something that they don't have an interest in. It's, nothing in this life is by force. Or do you know what it is? Or like, they even have an opinion. Because I feel like people can, I feel like when stuff happens, obviously as celebrities, you know that when you go to an interview, if you, especially if you're promoting something, someone might bring it up, yeah. So they might be doing their own research, but I don't feel confident in the fact that I just found out about this stuff to then come and be doing big, big statement, especially with the platform I have. So, because again, you people keep saying all these people that follow them are so gullible and so influential. Mm-hmm. So then I go out there, I say something that you don't deem as right. Now you're telling me that I've brainwashed what all my five million followers. Everybody just focus on your focus and stop looking to human beings like you for flipping. I don't even know what you're looking for them for. Anyway, in good news, in better news. Um, Allegedly, it's been reported that Davido and Shoma have welcomed twins. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, about that. I know. I'm so happy for them. Congrats. If you guys remember, last year they lost um, their only son together, Ifani. Mm. And yeah, man, I really hope that's the case. I mean, there was a video circulating of her in a hospital bed, but that was actually from the first child's video. Mm. So he, so then the video, he hasn't said they've got babies, but he just said, um, stop circulating old pictures, thank you. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but the person who did... Um, who did announce it is a music uh, um, exec. I'm looking for a girl. Oh, no, Brent, sorry, please. I'm going to go into that. That's a whole other thing. A whole other thing. You see the you, whole other see, thing. See, we are so down bad, yeah. Down bad. Ah! Down bad. Because I actually questioned whether or not I want to speak. I thought, oh. I've never known people to really want to be American so badly, you know. I had to message dinner privately to be like, Can we, are we doing this? Okay. But yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah, man, so the guy who posted it, it's funny because the guy's name is Ovi. And I remember when. Um, Ovi, 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 mm. the fine Ovi. Um, whenever people want to at him, they were atting the other, other guy. One, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. But yeah, he's the one who posted. He's a music exec in Nigeria, I believe, or something like that. And he's the one who said, um, congratulations, Chum and, and Davido. 
double blessings. You know, Africans, when you say double blessings, you know what that means? Yeah, Beji. So, big up her, man. I'm, I'm happy. If that's the case, I'm really, really happy for them. I'm very pleased for them. And allegedly, they're in America. So, she would have given birth to the twins in America. And that silly little girl, Anita. The one who, the one who ran back an apology and said, oh, I'm so sorry. Lele. <laughs> She's out here wishing them well wishes. Girl, if I was Chema, yeah, when the baby drops here, yeah, when I'm ready and able to walk, your house is the first one I'm making. I'm going to beat your ass hypothetically and factually. <laughs> I'm just going to send her the ether beat. Bro. I don't even say anything. <laughs> just send you the... She the did a lot, you know. <laughs> she did a She was doing a whole lot. And to know that this woman... This woman was literally mourning her child. And you're out here talking about, oh, I, I was with him. And she's a fake girlfriend, a fake wife. And I was going out with him, da 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 Doing all this nonsense, claiming that you were pregnant and whatnot. And then claiming as well, alleging that he, he was abusing and beating up Shoma. And then coming back... When everyone, when no one cared anymore to say, oh, I take that back, by the way. I, I know that. Girl, shut up. Shut up. And no one's going to care. I'm not, I'm not going to report when she gives birth. Not care. Don't care for it. So there's that. Oh, my gosh. Would you guys believe I told you, Monica, mm. is it new Monica, mm. has never won an award. Really? Mm. Not even for those shoes? Not for them little shoes. <laughs> 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 so she was on a, on a podcast. Um, crap, what's it called now? It's called, sorry, sorry, sorry. Here we go. It's called, okay, never mind. I'll get back to that in a minute. But basically she was, oh, the shop. It's called the shop, sorry. sorry. Yeah, they were having a live recording. It's called the shop. And she was basically saying how she is, um, the, she is the most forgotten artist. Mm. She said how, um, yeah, she said she believes that she's the most forgotten, forgotten in the music industry. Um, she's really never won an award. She said, um, I was able to really enjoy my career because I didn't have any expectations. I was not looking at stats. I was not worried about awards. I'm actually a person that for all the records I've broken, I really have never won any awards. Mm. I'm really the most forgotten if you if you think about it. She said, I'm pretty much the underdog, underdog, sorry, but I sit very comfortably in it because I can still go where I want, do what I want, live how I want. But when I say that, I am often forgotten. I was hosting the Soul Train Awards. I was nominated for five three of my songs in one category and I still lost. Mm. But I went out to eat and kicked my regular shit after. Um, I was not bothered because that's not what I do it for. This is really my point when I say that oftentimes I'm forgotten in those spaces. Question. She, mm. So her and Brandy have never won an award for The Boy's Mind? They did, but it's not her award, is it? Okay, fair enough. They did, mm. yeah, she did. They got one for that. I can't remember what. But she came up during a tough time though, man. Yeah. Like, there was just other people Too who many. were exceptional. Yeah. 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 That her era was hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The best era in the world, to be yeah, honest yeah, with you. Man. No one's beating that. But, yeah. 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 And to be fair, like, after... Yeah, let me not. Because it won't be the most positive. But you know what's interesting, though? As if much as got, she's yeah, saying she's this, I feel like you band. do care. Because if you didn't care, you wouldn't talk about it. I think it was, no, I think it was the topic, um, the area of, they were talking about. Because Quaver was on stage as well. It was like a bunch of music artists. So I think her point was more like... I've been able to enjoy my career and start. I feel like the question would have been more about like pressure and okay, fair enough. all that kind of stuff. And it's like, I haven't won any awards and I enjoy my career. J. Cole says the same thing. He hasn't won an award either. Mm. The only award, award he's got is with um, 21 Savage. Oh, serious? Yeah. J. Cole's never won. He's never, no, he hasn't won a, a Grammy. I don't know if he's won any other awards, but he mm. definitely hasn't got a Grammy. But again, it's like, mm. you have to enjoy what you're doing. This is it. This is it. I guess it's because those things, as much as you can say, oh, I don't care about them. People use them as measures of success, isn't it? That's the problem. So people so will always bring it up to you. They're always going to... It's a measure of success because yeah. then you'll put it in your title. Grammy award winning. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Grammy nominee. Yeah. 
So it holds some. It holds weight, obviously, because that's how mm-hmm. people introduce you. Do you mm-hmm. get what I mean? Yeah. So it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I understand why people kind of crave the the notoriety from it. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Because having a Grammy is different. Yeah. But they give it to anyone these days. So I want to talk about. Oh, I forgot to add in the word on road. Carisha. Oh, the fact that she won over drink. She won over. She won over Drink Champs. Yeah. Won over one of everybody. Gillian's thingy. What's that? Guy? I don't watch their show. But. but basically, yeah, she won um the hold on, wait, where is it? I could not believe it, you know. So she won um best hip hop platform. <laughs> but that's the thing. We know <laughs> every her, pla- her platform isn't hip hop. Like we know the people she has on there are like But you know what's mad? Because Charlemagne was talking about it and he was like, Do you know what? He was like, I love young Miami, big up Carisha, whatever. But he was like she doesn't release consistently to have won that. Yeah. He was like, Drink Champs release like weekly. Joe Budden releases what, twice a week? Mm. All these people are consistent. Like whenever Young Mammy puts out an episode, it's number one trending on, on YouTube. You mm. have to give her that. Do you get mm-hmm. what I mean? She literally, and she's got rappers on there. So I guess in hip hop culture, it is, it is that. But when you think about the other podcasts that you're up against, like Joe Budden talks about hip hop and like in depth. Mm-hmm. Drink champs, they have everybody old, new, present, whatever. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? If I think of a hip hop podcast, I'm definitely thinking of drink champs. I'm, I'm thinking drink champs. 100%. Mm. She won. Second year in a row. <laughs> Charlemagne said, he was like, yeah, like, congratulations to her one. But he was like, I've got one question. Was it sponsored by Delian? <laughs> <laughs> it's mad, man. Congratulations to Karisha, but girl. If you had, if you had influence that, would you guys flex it? See? Influence that like what? Like her. No, Diddy. Would I fix it? Flex, flex it. it. If I had Diddy's or Carisha? No, nah, because I'm not... Diddy's. A, I'm a, 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 and your man is doing a platform. Is oh, but baby, send it over. <laughs> yeah. no, now now Diddy has won a Grammy. <laughs> not, <laughs> not two years in a row, though, man. Like, I, feel, I generally... I, Credibility I, of it is shattered, mate. I, this is what Bro. I'm saying. Like, but I, BET, though. So. I was a good... <laughs> There's no standard to begin with? No, basically, BET, <laughs> people don't really trust BET yeah, for yeah, a while yeah. now. But I'll be honest with you, Sis might get a Grammy next. Mm. Do you know what used to get best hip-hop platform? Mm. <laughs> Crazy. Platform. I think it's taking the piss. Platform. I'm not going to lie, and this is no discredit <laughs> to her. I just I don't think she deserves it. But that's not, that's not taking away that she's doing an amazing job. Mm. But I don't think she deserves that title, especially in comparison to her peers. She definitely didn't. Like, and I, you, you know, I like Young Miami. Oh, City Girls have got an album coming out. Um, not this Friday. I think next Friday. Ah, like who cares? Boo. Okay. Sorry. 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 I'm looking forward to it. I just hope it doesn't get leaked. Cause remember the first one? No. Was after JT came out of prison. There was a whole lot of hype around it, and then it got leaked, man. It was sad. I it ref- ruined their rollout. I refuse to engage in brain dumbing oh, music. Bra- wow. Gina. I will listen to. You wanna a- read me, read me, read me good. I will listen to a song that gets released because I have to because it's all over freaking TikTok and oh, yeah, now yeah, it's yeah, entered yeah. my subconscious. I will do that. But what I am not finna yeah, do, what I'm not gonna do is go to music or Spotify and type in that album and add it to my playlist. Oh, no way. As much as I love shaking my ass, I'm shaking my ass to freaking juveniles back that ass up. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to get some old school twerk you know trapping music. You know what? That's what's great about life. Yeah. Palettes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just shaking my ass in a car. Exactly. <laughs> then you're li- you going to listen the to Brain Worship. <laughs> I literally be in the car, but like my back just sound like bangles. <laughs> like literally. No, nah, see, I've not listened to that. But 
I love the girls, man. No, do you know what it is? I it's love be- it. It's because, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I do feel like this, the oh, way... Oh, you said, though, you hate pussy music. I do, I do, do you, you know what it is? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate vulgar music. Mm. Yeah. I generally hate vulgar music. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And it... That's I'm not gonna lie, it sounds so much worse coming from women for me. That's like, me with for me. Bashment. Bashment so Vulgar like, music generally mm. just makes me cringe. I just think, yeah. oh, I'm shy. Like, I'm sh- do you know what I mean? I hear you. So, because of that, yeah, I can't sing it and I'm there gonna be puffing pussy. Like, it can't come out of my mouth. I just no. look at myself and be like, who are you? Are you all right? No, that's my, that's like, my, that's my pass time, boy. No, I can't. But I'm waiting for the Holy Spirit to You'll find me shaking my ass. That's that's what's weird about it. Yeah, because like when, it, when the beat starts going, yeah. and also when you're with like girls, it's just, you know, it's a it's a bonding session. But that's what I'm saying, Ed, you will definitely catch me shaking my ass to their music, though. But what like I'm saying it. is, I can't be listening to it on my way to whatever I'm doing. I don't even listen to that in the gym. Mm. Oh, no. no. On my way to the gym, that's what gets me like ready to go. No. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But I'm like, like I love listening to the girls on my way to the gym. It really just gets me in like, let's work. Let's do this mode. But um, yeah. But life is about balance, man. No, I hear it. Pop um, off. <laughs> Go off, sis. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so there's that. And then I told you guys on Monday about Holly Willoughby and the threats oh, that the she got. Mm-hmm. Of the stalker and everything. You're one, man. She's left this morning. She actually quit. Really? Saw it front paper Wednesday. I said, oh, today I'm not in. So she put out a statement on her Instagram. She said, I have let ITV know today that after 14 years, I will not be returning to this morning. To everyone who has ever worked on the show over the years, thank you so, so much. This is such a difficult goodbye. You are incredible and I forever will be proud of what we've done together. Thank you to everyone at ITV for being supportive. To every guest, who has sat on our sofa, thank you. Most of all, thank you to the wonderful viewers. You've been so loyal, so supportive, and the very best company every day. Richard and Judy said, we only look after this show. It will always belong to the viewers. It's been an honor to be to just be part of its story, and I know this story has many chapters left to go. Sadly, however, I now feel I have to make this decision, make this decision for me and my family. I will miss you all so much. Signed, Holly. Look up Holly, man. I feel like this is Schofield. I don't know how it is, but it's Philip's fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Philip Schofield here. Philip Schofield here. Um, I'm trying to think, what is... Uh, is, this, is it Halli- Alison Hammond, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, give her the show, man. Give her and Dermot O'Leary the show. They're the two that should have it. They are good vibes and they are too funny together. They are hilarious together. So give them the show. But yeah, man, that's the end of that. Obviously, there's been conversations online about this might just really be the end with ITV anyway. There's just too much going on there, but so you don't have TDA, so you know, <laughs> to say that. We got y'all. Okay, we got y'all. <sighs> Jada. Jada. <laughs> you know what? If I could roll my eyes anymore, they'd actually pop out of my head. Girl. When it comes to her. Jada. Pinkett Smith. I just wish she would like keep her mouth in the permanent position of pium. Like, do you know what it is? Don't talk. They've been talking for so long, yeah. Like, you know, okay, you know, certain people, I'm I'm so intrigued by them. I find them really, really cool and really, really whatever until they start talking. But when they start talking, it's that like they never shut up. They don't know when, how to, how and when to just close their mouth. Mm. So she's got a memoir co- coming out soon. I think it comes out on the 17th of October. I'm trying to find the name now. I had it earlier here. Well, she's got a memoir coming out. 
and of course she's going to be putting out a lot of stories and talking about a lot of stuff on there, right? Yes, it's called Worthy. That's the memoir, it's called Worthy. It's, not, it's a lovely picture, though. Mm. Mm. Deep. And, it's, and basically, it's, it's a lot of pictures in the background that form the picture the of picture. her. So that's really, really cool. I guess that's like, I know Tupac is in there somewhere. Cool. So let me start with <laughs> the things, right? So obviously... She's, she talked about as a teen, she used to sell drugs and whatnot. And essentially that was her solution to survive. If you want to know more about that story, buy the memo. Um, the tea I really want to get into. So she revealed that she and Will Smith have not been together since 2016. Thoughts? Okay, so this is what I said to you earlier. It was a no shit Sherlock moment. To yeah. me, I don't get why a lot of people are even so surprised about this. Because yeah. the couple, the last couple of years... <clears throat> that behavior was not a behavior was not of a happily married couple. Mm-hmm. That August Alcina stuff, yeah. the like, I, to me, I feel like they were like soft launching all of this stuff. All We've this seen stuff, so yeah. much happen between their family that, again, this didn't come as a surprise for mm-hmm. me. It was like a duh. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So I'm generally not surprised to be completely honest I with am. you, and I don't even care. Do you know what I feel though? It's I feel weird. Like- I feel like with them, yeah, there's always been the rumours about them being on, um, being in an open marriage. Mm. And I think that, yeah, there's always been rumours about them being in an open marriage and that's just been up in the air. They gave me open marriage vibes anyway with the way they kind of, with the way they kind of move. I saw a report about Jaden Smith saying that um, his mum introduced the whole family, um, he introduced, sorry, Brent, camera, introduced the whole family to, um, what's it called? Psychedelic drugs. Oh, yeah. Do you know I mean? They give me that vibe. Mm. And you know the way they are, the way they raise their kids and stuff? They give me the vibe of we're open with everything and da 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 mm-hmm. liberal parents and soft parenting, the softer parenting kind of going kind of thing. But I kind of feel like... So, okay, I don't ever feel like I have a right to know what it is that's going on in celebrities' lives. Yeah. But I feel like they've been very much... They've intentionally misled people. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Mm, okay. It feels like you guys have been doing the whole, oh, Will and Jada, Will and Jada, we're the poster couple, we're power couple. When you start go to public appearance, and I'm sure they love each other. Mm. I'm sure they do. You start holding hands and you're doing all these things. He's like a man for you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But then you guys know that you've been living se- separate lives. So that's what she said. She said, basically, since 2016, they've been living completely separate lives since 2016. But it's like, it just feels a bit weird and false that whenever it's time then to do something publicly you start come together like we're united and like we're we're together do you yeah. know what I mean See later. Yeah. do you get what I mean it's a bit it's a bit weird man but she basically revealed that in an interview that she had that and she talked about it in the book as well that they haven't been since 2016 they've been living completely separate lives essentially she said that they've tried they made a promise to each other never to divorce right mm-hmm. but she said 2016 is when they were just like they're trying to try in they're tired of trying mm. they can't try anymore mm-hmm. so this is what it is. And essentially she's like, you know, there's still love there. There's this and she's going to, they're basically just growing, evolving on separate paths mm-hmm. and they're allowing each other to do that, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they might get back together. I feel like if they've been living separate lives, like this, it feels like the point of this is to come together properly. So she also talks about how when she met Will, she, sorry, trigger warning on this, she was suicidal and he was basically like her drug. Mm-hmm. He was like, the one who saved her kind of thing. Yeah. So when I think about how it is that she loves the heck out park, uh, Tupac, sorry, she talks about him as well and talks about how he proposed to her when he was in jail and whatnot. Um, when I think about how it is like that love there, I don't, f- I actually don't 
based on what it is that we know, I don't feel like there was ever like genuine love so like that. Like using, not using it, but he was like her fix. He was a fix. It was because she talks. She also is open about having a codependency code issue, and that's and that's why she in August that thing happened with August because again she was going through what he was she was going through. He was going through what he was going through. They connected on trauma. Yeah. So it feels like she just does a lot of trauma bonding. And then now, but, she, you know, she's there. And then obviously she talked about the whole slap thing as well. And she said, basically, she falls a skit. That's why her face is like that in the video. So she said she falls a skit the whole time. Because from where she was sitting down, it didn't look like the slap connected. It looked like um, Chris kind of dodged the slap and whatnot. Mm. And she said she's seen, like, she knows that um, real boxes and stuff. So she was like, she just it just didn't click to her that this might be real. It was when he was coming off the stage... And she saw his face. She's like, oh, this is this is serious kind mm. of thing. And then she said she just asked him, like, are you okay? That was the first thing she said to him. And then she said also as well that um, during the break, Chris Rock did come to her to apologize. And I was like, I never meant to, you know, like harm you or anything like that. What I said. And she was just like, you know, we're not going to talk about this now because clearly this is, a, this is some deep shit. So it turns out she and Chris Rock have got history anyway. So remember in, was it 2016? It was 2016 when... Um, Will Smith was snubbed for uh, an Oscar yeah. concussion, that situation. And she mm -hmm. decided to boycott it and whatnot. Yeah. I remember that year Chris Rock was hosting it. Mm -hmm. She basically said to Chris Rock that he needs to support the boycott and and not and not host it. Mm -hmm. So essentially, I feel like that's what started her and Chris Rock's situation because he made a joke about her at the Oscars and also made a joke about her in the special that he released later on that year as well. Mm -hmm. So then in reflection now, she's saying how she realises that she handled that wrong because she had a phone call with her. She's saying how that phone call should have gone a lot differently in saying that, do you know what? I know that I'm doing what I'm doing and, I, and, I, and I'm sure you are in a tough decision and I hope it goes well for you kind of thing. That it wasn't fair to have put that on him because yeah. he would have been facing the pressures that he's facing anyway. Mm. So it wasn't, it wasn't fair for her to kind of add to that. She also talks about there was a year, because you know, she was like, basically every summer there's always rumours about her and Will not being together and blah, blah. And then one year, this is after the Oscars, you know, Chris Rock is on crack. After the Oscars, yeah, joking, allegedly, hypothetically. Huh? <laughs> she said, ah. Uh, anyway, she said, yeah, there was a rumour that summer about her and Chris Rock, um, her and Will Smith have been together. I think this was after the Oscars as well. He calls her to ask her on a date. Yeah, I, I saw that. She said that. that Chris so Rock he called her and he was like, oh, can I take you out sometime? She was like, what do you mean, for what? I think as a man, you just look off and just be like, oh, sorry, wrong number. And then he was like, I saw in the papers that you and we were getting divorced. Like, can I take you out? And I'm she was sure. like, first of all, that's rumours. No, that's not That's not true. I was like, how embarrassing. I'm and so sure. she was like, how, um, that was just, it was, I guess it was a distasteful thing. And that's why I think Will Smith slapped the shit out of him. Because she was saying how, when that whole slap thing happened as well, she clocked that it's a feud. That they, apparently they've had a feud over the years, Who? Chris Will and, and Will. Okay. So they've they've had their clashes here and there over the years. So she so even that slap, she felt like it was for it was everything. Because everything, mm. it was everything. So I feel like that's probably why he's like. Because Jada talks about everything. I know stuff about Jada than I need to know. Mm. I know more stuff about Will Smith talking about he had so much sex he was throwing up. I know too much about these people that I doubt she never shared with Will that Chris Rock tried to take her on a date because yeah. he thought. Do you get me? So I feel like that slap together. was defo. Can we think about that slap was a wind up? Like, as in he really. Threw I remember, back and the, he didn't he even. Yeah. He did. Did he bend his? Oh, I don't think he even bent his elbow. Oh, Brent, can we get a video of the slap? It was very like. Do you think it's possible? Are we allowed to do that though? Yeah, it's yeah. in public. It's in public domain. It's true. 
What? I want to remember. Did he bend his elbow? I'm trying to remember what straight. the form. Because I feel like it was very forceful. Like the gust of wind <laughs> would have also. Yeah, but I need to. I need to remember. Did Chris Rock stagger a little bit, or did he stand firm? <sighs> if he stood firm, he must embrace his core, boy. The yeah. core is tight. <laughs> I think it was a. Because I don't remember know, him staggering. Because you know, at the time of at the time of the slap here, I felt like the slap was out of order. I felt like oh, this man is doing his job. And Jada said that as well, you know. She said how she felt like... She was like, basically, jokes have been made over the years about her. And she said also, Chris Rock... She's like, I've had a long history with Chris Rock making digs at me, essentially, basically. So it's not really a thing where she was just, like, hurt by it because he's done so much anyway. Mm. It's like he's doing his job kind of thing. Yeah, it's a little... Oh, there like, is whoever a, did that replay there is, the bottom is, is there rude. Is a, there is a crease. In the wrist, I mean, in the elbow. So he did better. Okay. Probably would have. Do you know what? Do you know what is so powerful too. about that slap? Mm. Is that he paused, then went in. But the pause and yeah. the slap is, is too quick. Lupita will always be a mood. This is just like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Ooh, no, you know, when you look at Chris Rock's hand, he looks like he, wants to, he wanted to retaliate, then he remembered where he was. Mm. Look, he's, he balls up his fist. Which quickly. I respect, though. I respect that. I will always respect that. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, you can get you're gonna be blacklisted. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I got bills to pay, and he was going for a message. But even if he did, even if he did retaliate, it would it would yeah. always be in self defense. It would. I feel like it would have been more painful so, for Chris yeah. Rock than Thingy. But yeah, man, that's Jada's story, man. Jada's just out here talking, 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 talking to things. The next bit of tea we've got to discuss. And I'm so happy you were in here today because Lord knows. So basically, Lani Good, who you guys have heard a lot from. Especially with the whole uh, Tion Wayne owing her money for a Rolex or a watch of sorts or whatever it was, yeah. She's decided. So, Brent, please play the videos. Please play the first, the very first one I. Because we need to see the baddies that are going. Yes, that's the one. Sorry, one sec, please, Brent. Basically, she's going to start a show called UK Baddies. And essentially. UK Badders. Badders, sorry, I said baddies. Badders, basically. UK Badders. And essentially, it's a UK bad girls club. Basically. So, obviously, people are expecting baddies. Because UK baddies have been trending. It's a hashtag and all sorts. So, then she showed us the people that are being flowed out to Croatia. Mm-hmm. Brent, please play. press play. Remember her face. Remember Wait, her. her name's Rain or something, can't it? Remember her. Yeah. The number one, darling. You've done another thing. We're all excited. Yeah, so those are the baddies that are coming to the nearest UK TV near you. <laughs> There's that. And then, so they started filming, right? So when they posted that, less than 24 hours it's after It's been like 24 this, hours, isn't it? Ma'am. Ah. This is what's been trending on socials. <laughs> That girl is scary looking. Mm. <laughs> Look, she looks possessed by Lucifer himself. Ah! <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you know how many times I replayed it because I could not understand what I was watching. I couldn't make. <laughs> it's when she gets the chain. It's like she's literally possessed with yeah. something. She is angry. I think there was another video. Yeah. Oh, but audition. Take it in. I need your help. I'm looking for a girl who doesn't like me to come on my show and basically try and punch me in my throat. This is where That's we're what at. I'm looking for. This, I've been looking as a for people. This is where I we're want, at. I've as been wanting this for like a week this and it's, I'm not getting anywhere with it. Um, obviously, I'm putting together a show about bad bitches, <laughs> but I need an op. I need a girl that's going to come that girl on the show point. and literally punch me in my throat. I want to go to say what she says online about me to my face. I want to go to try me because I really have a lot of built up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I need to take it out on someone. Mm -hmm. So I would like a girl to come on the show. If you're really bad, come on my show. Mm -hmm. I've already tried to get Trillily um, Skank on my show. She ended my message because she's up. <sighs> yep, because she's up. See? Um, but basically, obviously, so I tried with her. She aired it. So one of you guys are going to have to step up because God. apparently... Certain people come and collect your people. Don't want to see me in a real life. We're actually ready. I'm not saying I'm the it's baddest. Time. God needs to. You know what's mad? So I watched that video, yeah, and I actually, I actually thought for a moment, what is it about life that gets you there? Like, what gets you? Because basically, you see with Lani, yeah, the whole I was going to say Tory Lanez, the whole Tony, T Tony, Tion Wayne thing happened, right? Mm. And she was like, oh, he owes me money, blah, blah, blah. Which, fair, innit? Someone owes you money, pay the money back, cool, 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 whatever, right? But then she went on this whole thing about, like, want, not wanting to be involved in drama and wanting to be peaceful and wanting to be this and wanting to be that. And now the next idea you have for content is to get a bunch of girls fighting. And now you want to hold auditions for... It's giving Jocelyn's cabaret. No, it is. And that's why I said, yeah, we want to be American so, so badly. Bad. Like, we really need to calm down. Don't be saying so bad in American accent. <laughs> no, but we do. We want to be American so bad because this is this is uh, this is American reality. This is TV. bad girls club. Yeah, this is bad girls club. I think what made everybody. I think what people got confused about mm. was Baddies. the term baddie, right? And expecting to see the, the aesthetic of the quote unquote baddie. Yep. But that's not what you're getting. It's talking about. The wicked and bad, like that's what I realized. They're bad in that sense, as yeah. In, but that's like what bad girls clubs is about. That though. is, it's, it's not about aesthetics. It's the craziest people. It's about people who are on smoke, and clearly this is what. And I think, yeah, it's also people that might have tension from before. All of this is all on social media, and I think a lot of them are TikTok TikTokers TikTok girls. again, and they're not from our generation. So it's very interesting because I've I saw on TikTok, um, I think they're trying to get our fabulous. Oh but yes, because she's back in the UK now, and they, I think oh, she's back trying, now. Yeah, they're trying to. I think they're kind of like poking her, Bait, baiting her. Yeah, but I think there's people on there that she already has issues with from social media. So okay. she's, do you know what I mean? But again, it's like they're gonna jump her. She and is. this is why I talk about the whole. This is why I was talking about the music stuff. Yeah, and mm -hmm. as much as it's vulgar, it's like that stuff makes me shy for our community. Yeah, yeah. like like being a woman as well and a black yeah, woman, yeah. it makes me so shy yeah. because I feel like this is how we're being portrayed online. No wonder mm -hmm. why people call us animals. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that behaviour is not... Do you know what's sad? That's what they're it's saying. It's so degrading. Because even that girl with the chair, the one that something possessed, they people calling her a beast. I feel like calling someone a but, beast is wild. But yeah. look at that behaviour. What behaviour is that? But look at the behaviour. But that's what I'm saying. It's like... 
And this isn't, I don't think I'm better than anybody or whatever, yeah, but I just feel like we just need to, as a people, even just. Even that, even all of that, I'm we, not bent. I'm sorry, I'm better than that. We need to do better, man. I'm better As a community, we need I'm to do better. Bent that. Because the crazy <laughs> thing is, this is gonna like the show's not gonna do bad because everybody likes Isn't trending. Everybody Gina. likes nonsense. So we're all gonna lock in and we're all gonna watch it with our mouths wide open. And it's worse because it's so close to home. Do you get what I mean? Watching Love and Hip Hop and all those shows, right? It's so far removed from our reality in the sense mm-hmm. where they're not like do you know what yeah. I mean? So you can watch that with a pinch of salt. I just Watching we... regular people that you're gonna see on the high street. <laughs> I just think we, I honestly, do you know what it is? It's I just think we have it. I personally think image-wise, yeah, we have like what Americans doing it. That's their own in it. They love it because they go from love and hip hop to them being world stars and whatever else. And also, the branding of love and hip hop has changed. It's different now. Remember, Remember they, had a red like, table they don't. Talk. They don't show for, like they don't allow things Fights to even get that anymore. far. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Love and hip hop back in the day. Oh, that was different compared to now. Isn't the Chrissy's pattern we saw? She was knocked upside her head. And Cambella, like... All yeah. of them girls, exactly. They were wild. Now exactly. that stuff doesn't fly. And that's my thing. So I feel like in this country, I feel like obviously people love the American culture, da, 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 the fashion, whatever. The girls the girls like to copy it and whatnot. But I just think something like this, I don't think this is what we should have adopted from them because we're going to have a harder time um, removing, cleaning, clear, clearing that stain yeah. than the American girls do. The opportunities because available in America of, is different. part of that culture. Like, like America... Bro... Yeah. America is a different, different ball game. When you you can go from literally fighting on love and hip hop and whatnot to now being somebody. Cardi B. Okay, okay. No one from this show is gonna become a UK Cardi no, B. No, you're not. Because we don't even have a Cardi B. All it is is gonna be we're gonna see in Daily Mail now. We're gonna see at some point ITV are gonna have some kind of segment where they invite somebody on to come and talk about this. And because this it's, is the so it's, ne- too, it's, it's so horrible. negative. It's and I think it just stains us as a it community. Does, I'm gonna be completely honest. It stains yeah, it us as a community. I feel like it sets us back. And I agree. I would really hope that we would do better. It's pissing me off. That I think she, I hate it that she decided to do this. But what's pissing me off even more is the volunteers. That, that decided that you know what? Do you know what made me This realize? sounds like a good fit for me. Some and people just want to do like. Cause my back, what's Honestly, killing me is that was a hell of a drug, you know. No, but so what's killing me is that people like that, yeah. When you enter a room with them, they're gonna tell you that they're content creators. Hmm? They're gonna tell you they're content creators. But that's yeah, the content they're creating. Yeah, but that's their job. And there's people that are watching. Like I've seen random videos of people saying, "Rob, why didn't you look call me?" And I thought, "Why didn't you call me?" I thought that. Oh, this we're down bad. We're so down bad. We are down bad. Yeah, I'm not. I think it's. You don't want to go on love is blind. And those those love islands, even love small. island, my love. But please. you want to go in UK baddest. Mm. Oh, anyway, as anyway, I said earlier, yeah. God, people, your people were ready, man. We're actually ready because send the send a flood, send the rain, send it all. Yeah, I'm not really here for this. It's, I'm not. I have no interest in watching it anyway. To be honest with you, I don't. I'm, yeah, I don't care for all of that stuff. Do you know what it's I think it is? I think negative. I just want. It's maybe it's because I'm so passionate about how black women are seen. That's my Do you thing. Know what I mean? Because that's, like... that's horrible. Because you know what it is as well? Because I think basically I was going through like the quotes, he's going through the comments and whatnot, yeah. And it was really upsetting for me because it's like... There's nothing but... There's what, people... What positive... Well, do you know there's people that like, they're colorists. Yeah. They're misogynistic. They're all these things. All that does, it fuels them and it gives them more ammunition to, to be the way they are. Up, yeah. And that's what always gets me. That's what annoys me. It's like, even like the girl being called a beast... I know it's because the the word beast is not far from your vocabulary anyway mm. for black women. Mm. But 
you get to you get to feel like like you get to use it now and get hella re get hundreds and thousands of retweets because people feel like oh yeah he's talking to this thing but that person might not be it's embarrassing man I'm really I'm I'm really not here for it I'm really not here for this foolishness and I I don't understand why I don't get I don't get the mindset sorry I don't get the mindset but all the best to all parties involved and I just hope the main media does not. Yeah, just I, not pick this up. Yeah, it gives everyone it else a bad a bad rep. Yeah, so I, hope it's, I hope it just literally stays in our echo chamber. This like, is why like, people can't talk in the offices and say about things that they've they've been wronged by because they'll be like, oh, you're aggressive. You might pick up the mm. the rolling chair and slap it with it. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. <laughs> Someone was like, some guy who works in TV. He was like, I've worked on reality TV shows. He was like, did Lani do a mental health assessment for these people? Oh, when everyone comes on the show. Someone said, well, first of all, you know damn well she ain't got a budget for that. I thought like that's the whole thing. That was the that was the niche. That was the that was the selling point. Anyway, before we talk about that, a whole damn mess. But let's get into sis. What would you do? What would you do? The only way to feed him is to sleep with a man for a little bit of money and his daddy's gone. Somewhere smoking rock now, in and out of lockdown. I ain't got a job now. So for you, this is just a good time. But for me, this is what I call life. Mm. <laughs> right. Let's get into it. Hey, Esther and Gina. Love the show. I pray TDA gets all the blessings in the world. Amen. So I have a tricky one. My mother asked to borrow 8K from me and promised that she'd give it back to me by the end of the month. It's going on to the third month now, and I've just found out that she gave it to her boyfriend to buy a car. Drake? <laughs> she, <laughs> she hasn't mentioned anything to me since I lent her the money, and it's starting to slightly grate me. She's only known this guy for five months, Gosh. and they are always arguing. I don't know how long their relationship is going to last, and that's definitely not money I can lose. How can I go about getting this money back? How do I ask my mother for the money? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Brother? Ask her to run back your peas, Dead mother ass. or not. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to ass. you. <laughs> Wait, dead ass. I, I'm sorry, dead ass. I gave you. Okay, I have a few questions. First of all, first of all, what did your mom tell you she was using the money for? No, to, she went to tell her. To be honest, no. I just want to know what made you give your mom eight k. And there's nothing wrong with giving your mom eight k. Yeah. I think number two also. You see, with me and lending people money, yeah, family or not, yeah, and it, it's all it's very much based on whether you are good person of character yeah, and when yeah, I say yeah. that I mean yeah. have you got are you history good for it? yes are that you is, good for it are you good for it are you because if you're not no thank you I don't my it. family I'm so sorry because I will never borrow money that I cannot afford to lose okay 8k is not money I can afford to lose so if you're not good for it it's not happening yeah. but I guess those questions are irrelevant right now because we're in the situation we're, we're here we're we here are now. here I would say ask your mum back for the money and just let her know that she told you she was going to give it to you in a month and it's now coming on to three and tell her that you need the money. Tell her people are about to beat you up because you owe somebody money. Yeah, tell her tell to her be... somebody else's money and they're threatening your life. Yeah. And also, tell her you even borrowed the money from somebody else. Exactly. And they're threatening... You have to say they're threatening your life. Yeah. Let her know. You see in this, they're threatening my life, mm -hmm. your life, your boyfriend and his new car's life. All of us are under, all of us are under threat. So you have to give the money back. And I think, if anything, it's just like, mm, okay, 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 I'll say your payment plan. I was even going to say... 4K this month, 4K next month. I think also what you need to do, 8K is a big chunk of money, right? No, but it wasn't big when the auntie took it. No, 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 100%. But give her a payment plan option. Two months, max. 
Because we wait three months. I'm gonna be a bit even a bit more lenient. You can't give me one k a month. That's a mess two. of my money. Oh, that's a waste of money. You know sometimes when you get when you it's not give a, someone a whole no, whole money. I hear it. And they give it to you in bits and dribs and drabs. And you spend oh. it, and I know it's annoying. It's but silly, man. clearly, she ain't got the funds to give you because he's not giving it back to her, right? I think that's what it was. You know, it's him. But do you know, I many know. that women at all ages and all levels are giving um, money. Moving. Do you know oh. what I was gonna say? Yeah, the thing is, uh, women also need to do better and protect their children, Stop. man. Like, uh, uh-uh. stop giving men money, man. I think what's happened is he's basically said he needs eight k because he wants to get this car, he, and he's mm-hmm. he's he's made he's he's assured her that he's good for it. Yeah, well, right. Yeah. And clearly he's not. So you need to tell your mum because she needs to stick it on my guy. Yeah. And if she doesn't, then you need to get involved and embarrass yeah. him small because what the hell is that? Sorry. I'm badding up everybody and their mum included Absolutely. for that money. That's just me, mother or not. Don't put me in that. Don't put me in that, that position because yeah. how do you not know that I don't need the money for something? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So you don't even have to go nice about it. I'm even sitting here telling you to oh, be mindful, bro. Mm-mm. Boy, give me my money. Give my money for my peas. That's my honestly. And my you advice. know one thing I hate in this world: borrowing someone money and then having to ask for it back. Are you not shy? Even if it's a conversation of, do you know what? I know I was meant to run you back the money just by let whatever me know. day. Yeah. You can't but just go silent. Are, things aren't really. You, I'm even getting triggered. Things. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD child. No, literally. <laughs> it's so jarring. It's embarrassing. Yeah, man. I, I, I don't know. I've been put. Don't put me in that awkward position. Like, literally. I hate being put in that kind of position. But even if you just say to me, oh, do you know what? I'm trying to sort out, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. That's cool. But to just go radio silent for three months. And I don't know where you're from, but. I just feel like with African parents, it's like they feel as though, because you know sometimes they feel like they have they just get, can get access to stuff mm. without, without having the need to have a conversation with you kind of thing, and that's why you got just that you just have to sit her down, and be like, "Mom, and I need my money. I need my money, basically. And when can I have it? I need it. Well, we're in October now. Yeah, she can produce it because really, truly, it's been three months. So sis could have been saving two k a month to give it back to you anyway. You can't be borrowing 8K from somebody when you know that there's no way of you get paying it back. And if it was for your boyfriend as well, you should have let me know. Then I would have said no. Yeah. Because if I knew that my giving you this money is dependent on this man paying you back to give it back to me. Sorry, that's too many hands now. I would have said no. I feel like if it was for her mum's car, she wouldn't have minded. But if it's for your boyfriend's car, five months, Mm-mm. he don't even go here. Literally. That's talking But that's stage. why I don't understand how she decided to even commit. Or I don't think her mum would have told her, you know. No, the get the mum. You've known a man oh, for five months yeah, and you're and you're no, but come Bro. on, Esther man. Do you know what's mad yeah? So you're a mum, so to me you have wisdom. You will think that. But I think that with women, unless you start to do some self work on why is it you want a man, the the wisdom for men is worse. No, the choices made around men are worse the older they get. Mm. In my opinion. I've seen too many things play out it's like it's like the for lack of a better word it's like the desperation in, is more intense the older they get and they fall for stuff that it's like they're more gullible and it's 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 crazy mm. you would like and hope to think that you have some sort of wisdom. you would like and hope but it, the sense but decreases the older i just you get. always i i strongly think though putting your children in harm's way because of a man it's scary to me always ruffle my feathers i think those are the scariest women i think as well those are the scariest women yeah, yeah, girl. That's my advice. That's what, well. That's our advice. Let's just sit, let's just be like, mom. I need the money. <coughs> and then if she comes to doing that, we're like, listen, the money I gave you, it was someone else's money, and now they're threatening my life. Mm. Tell her it's a gang. 
that's threatening your life. And they, and they, and they mean what they say. Because other people are missing for money they never paid them back. And then that'll be that. Yeah, honestly. Literally, I pray to God that you get your money back. Because that's not a, back. It's not a small amount of money to lose. And on a bigger note, stop giving men money. Yes, please. Like, men that are not your... No, nah, I can't even say your partner. Because auntie will say that was a partner, innit? Five months. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone keep your money to yourself. But yeah, guys, um, that's that. Let's get into our last headlines for today. Wow, yes. That's, wow, yeah. Mm. That's ridiculous. All right. So, uh, first headline, a senior government science advisor during the pandemic has told the COVID inquiry that it was clear as early as February 2020 that the NHS was going to be overwhelmed. Professor Graham Medley said the civil servants would have been aware of those concerns at the time. The government ordered the first national lockdown on the 23rd of March 2020. It has said that it has that it's always acted to protect lives and livelihoods throughout the, through the pandemic. Former ministers, including then Prime Minister Boris Johnson and then Health Secretary Matt Hancock, will give evidence to the inquiry later this year. Okay. The protester who poured glitter on Sir Key Starmer as he spoke at the Labour conference has apologised for touching the party leader. Yaz Ashmawi told the BBC he was sorry for putting... He was sorry... For putting my hand on him and touching him when he wasn't expecting it. But he said he did not regret his protest or using glitter. Merseyside police arrested and bailed a 28-year-old man on suspicion of breaching the peace over the protest. Mr. Ashmawi said he was in police custody for 22 hours, but added officers were very respectful to me. The activist earlier told the Fubar Radio's politics uncensored it was horrible to think that Sir Keir might have thought he was in danger during the protest. Politicians get a lot of death threats and they have a need to feel safe and compromise. And I compromised that in that moment by touching him, he said. Mr. Ashmari told host Ali Milani, a former Labour Party candidate who tried to unseat Boris Johnson at the 2019 election, that he was sorry for making physical contact with the leader of the opposition. He said, I think it's absolutely fine to pour glitter on someone and to go onto the stage. I just think it's the physical contact that crossed the line there. In a statement, Mr. Ashmawi added, the glitter was, of course, a lovely, peaceful spectacle, and I'm still finding it everywhere. All right, so uh, the next one, I'm going to read it just because it's important, isn't it? But shall I wait a second, Brent? Yeah. It's flashing. Sorry, y'all. Can you like the videos, please, while we're, while we're here? Since we are here, if you can please like the video and the camera will come back on. That would be great. Lovely. Also, trigger warning on this one, like extremely triggering and it's of sexual assault. So if this is going to be a lot, please mute it. All right. So a teenager who raped three schoolgirls in the in Parkland, telling one of them it's meant to hurt, wept and dry wretched as he was remanded in custody today. Liam Hughes, who's now age 18, was age 15 and 16 during the series of events, series of incidents in the far... Falkirk and Grangemouth areas of Stirlingshire, Scotland, over a period of 18 months. Two of the girls were also 15 at the time, while the other was 14. A fourth girl, also 14, was sexually assaulted by Hughes. Hughes forced himself on his youngest rape victim, the High Court in Stirling Heard, in Zetland Park, Grangemouth, in October 2020. In May 2021, he raped, an, he raped one of the 15-year-old girls in the woods. 
Um, the court heard this incident near Primrose Avenue, Grangemouth, had begun as consec. Sorry, the court heard this incident had begun as consensual sex, but the girl had begged Hughes to stop because there was a rock or stone beneath her. She said that he ignored her, however, and carried on telling her it's meant to hurt. A month later, the same girl woke up at a party in Hauglin, Falkirk, to find her underwear had been pulled down. Hughes had raped her while she was asleep and went on to orally rape her afterwards. The young girl went to the police a few days later. Hughes was quickly arrested and, and appeared on petition at Falkirk Sheriff Court, but was released on bail. In March last year, he went on to rape a 15-year-old girl. He needs to go under the woods. Like, he needs to... Whom he'd never met before in the woods near a primary school in Grangemouth. The girl gave the court what prosecutor Ali Murray described as a graphic account of what had happened to her. She said she was raped and there was lots of blood and she was in a lot of pain. Hughes, an, an electrician of Castle, Castleton Crescent, who denied the offences, said the girls had got together and made up stories against him. He said, they can say it, but I've never done any of it. After six days of evidence, a jury of eight men and seven women deliberated for almost two full days before finding Hughes guilty of raping the three girls, one of them twice, and sexually assaulting the, the fourth. Charges that he raped two more girls, one age 14, the other a day after his 16th birthday, were found not proven, not proven, and he was found not guilty of sexually assaulting a sixth, a sixth girl, who's a 14-year-old. Hughes wept, sobbed, and shook as the victim as the verdicts were recorded, he was handed a waste paper bucket in the dock after dry retching and saying he was about to vomit. On the public benches, his mother also sobbed. Judge Lord Young reminded him in custody for background reports. He told him, you've been convicted by the jury of charges of rape and sexual assault. I'm not going to grant bail. The offences are too serious for that. He was placed on the sex offenders register and will be sentenced at the High Court in Glasgow on November the 21st. I hope he never comes out and sees it another day of life. That's just wild. But yeah, it's time to pay some bills. Guess what they've got, man? They've got women in sports today. Let's get to reaction. Let's do it. Do you want to read the scores for us? Yes, please. So, what happened? We are going to talk about the European Championship qualifying mm -hmm. qualifiers, should I say. So, Latvia scored two against Armenia. Mm. Albania scored three against Czech Republic. Bad. Kosovo scored three against Andorra. It was a draw of nil-nil <laughs> between Belarus and Romania. Um, Turkey scored one against Croatia. Norway scored four against Cyprus, Poland scored two against Faroe Islands, and Spain scored two against Scotland. Yeah, four nil. All these results are piss poor. It's jokes because it's all, it's, it's nil. nil all round. It's nil all round. <laughs> like, how did are y'all that down bad? Did you even try? Literally. Did y'all show up? Did you know what sport you were playing? I mean, get it Hate together, to guys. Get it together. Y'all are down to bad. See it, man. Hate to see it. Literally. Oh, congratulations to the qualifiers. Mm. I hope that's what that means. Otherwise, yes, yes, please. That's just that on that. Um, well, I've got some news for you. What the FA will be doing. So the FA will announce on will announce plans on Thursday to mark the atrocities in Israel at the friendly match between England and Australia after leading Jewish figures within the game urged them to act. 
As the leader of the opposition, Sergei Starmer, said he believed the Wembley Arch should be eliminated in the colours of the Israeli flag following attacks by Hamas across the country last weekend. Pressure grew on the FA to break the silence that has been consistent across the professional game this week. The Guardian understands that senior executives within football who are Jewish reached out to the FA on Wednesday to urge it to speak up or in some way commemorate the loss of life in the Hamas attacks, with the numbers dead now estimated at more than 1,200. The FA customarily does not confirm plans for tributes or memorials further than 24 hours out from a match, but the Guardian understands that a plan will be announced on Thursday, that I was yesterday. The three Lions play on Friday night and then on Tuesday against Italy. Speaking at the Labour Party conference, Starmer said he felt it was right that the arch should be lit blue and white, the colours of Israel's flag, as a gesture to show solidarity with the country's people. I do think they should be on the arch because I think the message has to go out that we stand with Israel, the UK stands with Israel. And that is a manifestation of that support, he told the LBC radio. I was also the same programme where he could not define working class. Uh, the government is also encouraging sports bodies to pay their respects with the Department for the Culture, for Culture, Media and Sports, writing to various governing bodies, suggesting they play they pay tribute in an appropriate manner at forthcoming events. The letter read, in the light of the attacks in Israel, on behalf of the Secretary of State, we would encourage you to mark the events in line with previous events where sports has come together. Okay. Um, Sergio Brown... Um, so he's an ex NFL player and he got charged with his mother's murder. Damn. So a Ooh, former like tea. Bro, a former sorry, trigger warning. A former NFL player has been charged with the murder of his mother after being arrested in California on Tuesday. Authorities had been searching for Sergio Brown since his mother, Martel Brown, 73, was found dead near her home outside of Chicago last month. He'll be extradited to Illinois to face charges of first degree murder, police said. Mr. Brown played for four professional teams during a six-year career. Police in Maywood, Illinois, about 12 miles west of Chicago, discovered Miss Brown in a creek on the 16th of September after her family members reported, reported her missing. A medical examiner determined she suffered multiple assault injuries and her death was ruled, wow. her death was ruled <laughs> as a homicide. While on the run, Mr. Brown, 35, posted rambling videos and messages online from Mexico in which he called reports of the murder fake news. In, in the sometimes incoherent video, Mr. Brown claimed his mother was on vacation in Mexico at the time of the incident. He also accused both the FBI and Maywood Police Department of, Departments of Involvement. Okay. He was deported <laughs> back to the US on Tuesday and was arrested by police in San Diego. In a statement on Wednesday, Miss Brown's family said they were heartened by the news that Sergio Brown has been apprehended and returned to the United States unharmed, NBC News reported. He's been charged with first-degree murder, which carries a minimum sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole. Do you know how cheeky it is, yeah? To know you did something here and say that it's a conspiracy against you. FBI and him. Literally, but these times it's you. You did that! Anyway, all right. Well, our last sports um, reaction for today, headline for today. The Football Association is unlikely... Sorry, what's happening here? Did I just say they were going to do it? Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> the, football, the Football Association is unlikely to light the Wembley Arch in the colours of the Israel flag. Do you know what? Just in. This just in. This is like this hot is off the press. 
Hold off the press, Literally. honey, okay? What a contradiction. What a contradiction, my love. <laughs> <laughs> so the Football Association is unlikely to light the Wembley Arch in the colours of the Israel flag because of fears of a backlash from some communities. The UK government has written a letter encouraging governing bodies in sports to appropriately mark the attacks in Israel this week with shows of support for the victims. The government has not specifically asked the FA to light the Wembley Arch. Rather than lighting the arch, BBC Sport understands a message of peace and unity will be conveyed before England face Australia in a friendly on Friday today. The FA has been in touch with Football Australia to confirm there will be some form of acknowledgement for the victims before kickoff. Last year, the FA lit the arch in blue and yellow colours of the Ukrainian flag in solidarity with the country after it was invaded by Russia. The, de the, the, the death toll in Israel from Hamas attacks has reached 1,200, while more than 1,100 people have been killed by Israel, Israeli air strikes on Gaza. The FA Premier League and individual clubs have not yet commented about the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas. An FA meeting took place on Wednesday and a decision on how to mark the attacks is expected to be to be made on Thursday morning. Some in attendance told FA senior executives that lighting the arch could be divisive. It is understood senior officials are wary of a perception that they might be taking sides in the Middle East conflict. Officials from the Department for Culture, Media and Sport, DCMS, wrote to major sports governing bodies on Wednesday asking them to show support for victims of Hamas attacks and reference precedents in sports. In the light of the attacks in Israel, on behalf of the Secretary of State, we would encourage you to mark the event appropriately in line with previous events where sports has come together, the letter read. The former FA chairman, David Bernstein, who is Jewish, told the Daily Telegraph he was shocked and hurt by the governing body's lack of response to the attacks. Guess what, Gina? That is it. And that is it for women in sports. <clears throat> we hope we've done you justice and don't hold your breath because we'll be coming back and doing this again very soon. Watch this space. Okay, let's get into our outro. All right, well, this has been a lovely show. Very lovely, wholesome show. Wholesome week here at TDA. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in throughout the week always been here with us we do not take our community for granted and big up you guys big up yourselves every damn time please like the video subscribe to the channel and also don't forget to put other people on the show we know you guys think we're great and we know and we appreciate the fact that you think we're great so because we are great on. we are we mm. are this is the room of black excellence <clears throat> continually and y'all don't even know what we've got coming for y'all basically you don't even know you, you don't even your, know you better keep your wigs out okay Keep your panties tight, <laughs> wigs tight. What do men wear? Keep your string vest tight. So singlets, singlets. Keep your singlets tight. Keep your singlet tight. Thank you. Okay, because we we coming for y'all. Stay tuned. But again, to stay tuned, you have to follow us on social media, man. You gotta follow us on social media platforms. The day after TMB on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. While we're here, follow the new black too. TDA is because new black is. Yeah. So follow the new black as well. Thank you very much. Uh, what else is there? Quick plug, sorry guys. Yes. Beats and Bands is next Ooh, week Sunday. Next week. Just, a week, uh, baby. I'm just letting you know that it is in a week's time. So if you haven't got your tickets already, mm -mm. get them. It's not just for girls; it's also for guys as for well. Everybody. So everyone, come down, have a good time. Let's mix litness with fitness and right. have an amazing time. It's have gonna be ball. great, man. 
Let's have a ball. It's literally going to be great. Like, literally, it's going to be an amazing time. I'm looking forward to it. What do you want? What did I see? I see Esther there. Oh. Oh. No, it's going to be really, really good. And I'm looking forward to it. The breakdown of stuff happening on the day is also on my social media as well. So you can That's kind of right. see the itinerary of what we've got going Some on. bad boy DJs up in there. Yeah, we're going to have a really good time, honestly. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. So am I. So am I. I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, thank you, please. Is it going to be yes. pussy music there? Oh, okay. Yeah, they will. They will. We're going to be twerking. Of course. You will see me twerking. Right. For free. Not for free, child. <laughs> <laughs> this is the place. I was right? going to say twerking for a Birkin, but I was like, no, I'm not getting a Birkin, so I'll be twerking for free. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really, really excited about it. I'm proud of you as well. Thank it's you. Sick, Thank you so much. Sick event. Thanks. I'm going to be there, of course. Yep. Shaking ass and all. I got yeah. my leg. I know the leggings I'm going to wear. Okay, girl. It's mobility. <laughs> Them leggings. Not too tight. The the okay? Gonna, yeah, I get not it, Not too man. loose, I, not too I tight. Know, I know the strategy. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I know the strategy. The, I hear the, it. Them strategic you're like positionings. Wearing, you're like I'm not wearing sweatpants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We're going to look cute. So I'm Literally. looking forward to it. But yeah, guys, um, if you've got dilemmas to send us, and also this is the number to call when we're live on air. The number is 075-6484-1073. Pick up the callers from this week as well. Uh, if you want to inquire about the show or feature on the show, our email address is the day after at thenewblack.com. Don't forget to like the video. Have a great weekend. Stay safe and catch you next week. Peace.